Hey everybody, just want to apologize for the delay on the release. We had some major technical difficulties on episode 8. So that is why you're hearing episode 9. Also, for the first like 9 minutes of this episode, Boss Tuna couldn't get his mic to work for some reason. I had nothing to do with it. I assure you, it's all him. So we kind of jump in here 10 minutes in. Uh, this week we cover... Blair Witch Project and Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which is definitely not part of a franchise. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Equipment check there. We're back. Uh, Annabelle 3, we talked about that. Before we get too much, we kind of forgot what we're drinking. A local brew tonight. Confluence Brewing Company. It's the Des Moines IPA. It's an yeah, American yeah. IPA. What's that? Yeah, bud. Ooh, that's a big old yeah, bud. 6.9 ABV. It's a good IPA. It's It's gotten really popular, uh, especially in the, the Midwest here. I'll read a little bit about it. As the capital of Iowa, Des Moines constantly surprises first-time visitors with its mix of expected agrarian, oh gosh, yeah, we are agrarian, I slotted that word, heritage and influences and unanticipated cosmopolitan flair. So too with Des Moines IPA, an American take on a world beer, India Pale Ale. Iowa's steady, well-balanced nature is reflected in this IPA with its mix of medium body, lighter color, and plenty of malt flavor to balance the massive hop impact. Citrusy and piney hops from the Pacific Northwest offset the robust malt flavor of the two-row barley and medium crystal malts. Des Moines IPA proudly represents the Hawkeye State, or the Cyclone State, I should say. Go State. Go Do state it for State. In uh, the category of American IPA, a favorite beer connoisseurs all across the country. Pretty solid. Untapped. You can follow us on Untapped. I gave it a 3.75. Uh, this is my go-to every time I go to a bar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you know anything about Iowa, we have Ragbri, so it's a big, like, bicyclist state. If you go yeah, downtown, babies. I know, there's a lot of spandex wearing Ugh. people. But if you go downtown Des Moines, you go right downtown, they have their brewery right there, right along the bike trail. You can mm-hmm. pull on over, go to the brewery and get some good beer. Yep. There's a lot of good breweries out of Des Moines. There's a lot of good breweries in the Midwest. There I mean, is. Colorado's got a lot, but yeah, those Midwest, are your, your but fake Hollywood type breweries. Yeah, Fucking one of these. That's your. Do you even have corn there, Colorado? Yeah. What what do you brew your? (laughs) Is it brew? 
The brew out of your hand. Whiskey? Some bullshit. No, I don't know. Okay, all right, what do you got? Yeah. Um, then how many do you have? I've got a, quite a I few. I got three. I didn't yeah, three. Well, I'll do three to your one. All right. My next one is uh, this. I got this off of the IGN app. It's a pretty cool. I mean, it's it's Halloween month. We're gonna have a lot of horror happening, horror news. This one was titled "Horror Movie Franchises That Never Stop Being Entertaining." There was quite a few of them here. Um, I'll read them off. I guess Evil Dead, Final Destination. Friday the 13th, Insidious, Phantasm, Purge, Reanimator, Saw, Scream, and Tremors. Yeah, I guess entertaining is a word yep. for them. I would say they're all good, but they're entertaining. Yep, and they said consistently good. And did you notice a couple that were left out on there? A couple big ones? Ah, fucking Halloween. Halloween. Nightmare on Elm Nightmare Street. Street. Jaws. Ah, Sharknado. Jaws. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You mean Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, yeah no, right. that's not even nothing. Go on. Uh, and then the other one here, you've probably seen this. I haven't, obviously, I don't do previews or anything like that, but this movie looks pretty solid and freaky. Like I said, I'm not a fan of possession movies, but done right, there's some of the scariest out there. Yes. Have you seen anything on the possession of Hannah Grace? No. Is Ooh. it like a sequel to Emily Rose? Uh, I don't know, actually. And I wouldn't know. Okay. I'll watch it. But there's a lot of buzz going around about the possession of Hannah Grace. It's Is supposed it to be pretty good. 2018? Yeah, it's coming out this year, I think. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Or I'm, maybe in the spring. I feel like most possession movies are the same, but if they can do it different, I yeah. like it. That's true. That's true. What do you got? Uh, Alien TV series. Oh, snap. Yeah. I mean, I can look at more details, but it's cute short. There is an Alien TV series coming out. I'm excited. Uh, this kind of plays into my next one. Uh, Netflix and BBC are ordering a Dracula series from the Sherlock uh, creator, I guess you can say, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis. Uh, there's supposed to be three 90-minute episodes Okay. that are coming out. Is it... Uh they all tie in together, or is it three separate? No, I think stories? it's three like long episodes or uh, whatever you want to call it coming out. I want to talk about Dracula more, but okay, yeah. Cool. Well, that can be cool. cool. I mean, it's on Netflix, so they usually do pretty good. Yeah, it should be, and it's not going to be like your PG Dracula. I guess I don't know. We'll see. I'm not. A, I, I don't watch Sherlock, so I don't know what kind Me of either. I don't know. show that is or which direction like they're going to take it. I would it's pretty like popular. I know super that. like Edgar Allan Poe. -y. Yeah, we'll see. Too much British bullshit. Um, Edgar Allan Poe's from Baltimore, but go on. Yeah, and the last one I have is just a little snippet. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. Uh, that one is, th there's a lot of basically near-perfect reviews for The Haunting of Hill House. Have you seen that yet? I watched the first two episodes, and I fell asleep to both of them, but they both, they were good. They were scary. Yeah. There's a lot of good buzz about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's across the board. It's getting solid reviews. Is that so an Edgar Allan Poe? book i have no idea what have you seen the haunting quote the, the raven the anymore. 90s movie the uh, house on haunted hill yeah so it's the same story i have no idea it's been redone like several times oh sure okay but i mean this one is it takes a different take on it but yeah okay it's on netflix so i mean i've got access to it i gotta watch it yeah, no, cool. Yeah, yeah it, it, I watched a couple. Have you seen, um, never mind, we'll get into it later. Uh, 
Quiet Place 2, John Krasinski is mm-hmm. right now writing the sequel. I heard about that. Which is pretty surprising. We got Jim from The Office doing scary yeah. movies. I think he did think the first one, too. He wrote it. Him oh, and, yeah, he did everything. Him wrote, and his directed. wife and Emily Blunt, which they were yep. co-stars in it. Yep. It's cool. Cool being. He And he was doing that one quite a while ago. I think I read something about that months ago. Okay. But, yeah, it's it's... Kind of, it's gonna be weird because of. Uh, I guess I don't want to get into spoiler alerts, but yeah, whatever. How that, how that movie ends, we'll, we'll see. The next thing I got was another pretty cool one. I love reading this. It's titled "The Ten Best Haunted House Movies." Someone here I didn't recognize. Uh, I guess we'll. I'll just name them off real quick. I'm curious if you have seen or heard of them. What? What do you mean haunted house? Like it's just ten best haunted house movies. Okay, like the house is haunted. I don't know. Movies okay, about go on, houses. Go on, yeah. <laughs> Drunk Darius was at the bar before he came over. So. What was it? When you say haunted house, I think like a haunted attraction. Like a, oh no. Yeah. Well, I'll name them and you'll you'll get it. The first one was The Haunting in 1963. Okay. Never heard of it. Others yeah. in 2001. I saw that. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Yeah. Paranormal Activity 2009. I like that one. Changeling in 1980. Uh, well, I saw the remake. It's kind of, it's creepy. I did see the remake, I guess. But I don't know. These, yeah, Legend of Hell House in 1973. No, I don't know it. The original Poltergeist in 1982. Are these only old movies? Some of them. Okay. Innocence, 1961. No. <laughs> Beetlejuice, 1988. Yeah, bud. This one won't surprise you. Shining, 1980. And then the last one is Evil Dead 2, 1987. Okay, so they are old old movies. For the most part, yeah. What was the newest one? 1987. No, 2001 other... No, Paranormal Activity in 2009. Oh, okay, yeah. The Maybe rest. there wasn't any good haunted house movies that have been out. The Conjuring? Amityville Horror? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, those are good ones. That's right. The last thing... Do you have anything else? No, that's all I got. The last thing I have is 15 best horror TV shows of the last 10 years. Okay. So that five times fast. You no. Know, I think the way the future is going to be Netflix type horror. A lot. Yeah. Or like anything. Any, like we're not going to see movies anymore. Everyone's just going to binge shows. Yeah. And I think horror is the one genre that has not been picking up on it very good. But what do you we'll got? We'll see. Yeah. The list is Hannibal. Never seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. Is it Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's, but it's like on. I think that's on like CBS or something. Yeah, it's on but it's Prime. in the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, American Horror Story. I'm sure everybody's heard of that. Less Revenants. I think this is a British or French or something show. True Blood. That's that vampire one that was that's all the horror. Yeah, it's it was when I was in college. Fucking. All the that's like it remind it, it's. I've never seen it. I feel it's like, like it's just a bunch of women. Nudity. Yeah. All the women watched it for the girls. Scream. I heard that was good. It was pretty good, but no, it's pretty. I've never seen it. it Dead Set. I think that's newer, and I heard it's good. I think it's I, on Netflix. I haven't heard of it. This one, I'm going to slaughter it, but it's Junji Ito Collection. Obviously, that's some oh, kind of Japanese my or something. Right. Sounds <laughs> Korean, probably. But yeah, yeah something on. like that. Um, what's this one here? Dark, I think. I don't know. iZombie, I've heard of that. Uh, Crazy Head, never really heard of that. Bates Motel, I've heard of that. In the Flesh, Channel Zero, I've 
heard of that. The Terror, which was awesome. That was a new one. That was just on AMC last fall. About the two ships trying to find the Northwest Passage. That was okay. Good. And uh, and then there were none is one. I feel like the strain needs to be on there because yeah, that's the strain phenomenal. Was scary. It was. Yeah, it was. You know, The Walking Dead should be on there as well yeah, because that's it, it's just almost so, more drama now. But most of those yeah. are drama. Yeah. But sure. uh, what was the one about the TV show Station Zero or something? Uh, uh, Channel Zero. Channel Zero. That's off a of creepy pasta. And is it? I haven't seen it, but I've been yeah, wanting to see it. Is. It looks creepy. Yeah. That's all we got for horror happenings. All right, let's get into that the discussion. Discussion. Yep. The dis- discussion topic. Discussion. Okay, this was my topic from last week. I was pretty excited about it, and of course, I had something really cool written up, and I left it uh, at the office. Yeah, and I was real worried that. I wasn't going to be prepared. I texted (laughs) Drunk Darius. I said, hey, don't forget about this discussion topic and fill it out last minute. He's like, I know you're drunk, but don't forget this. (laughs) You've, you've, come on, come on. So, of course, that was me this time. And I had a bunch of stuff written out. I had, I had like a plot summary kind of deal. Yes. Oh, God. I basically wrote a whole movie. If I could copyright on here, like, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. I I mean, it's short. Okay. Short, you want to go first? My idea. Well, okay. mine's already written down. Yeah. I'll let Not you go you, first. I'm talking to fucking the yeah. Carlos Mencia's out there. Golly. Yeah. This is copyrighted, so don't even. All right. So I got director. Do you have a title for it? Or no? I don't have a title oh. for okay, it. Okay. No, that's fine. I got a director. I got music, practical effects, final girl, uh, co-lead guy, comedic best friend killer in a cameo for my people mm-hmm. my director is james wan you know him oh yeah he's oh, from yeah. saw the conjuring conjuring insidious yep yeah, good it's, it's hard to go against carpenter and then my score music john carpenter obviously mm-hmm. i would have picked him for every category if i could but yeah. uh practical effects can you guess who that would be tom savini yeah but yeah bud. uh my final girl is Mika Monroe. Micah Monroe. You don't even know how to say your final girl's name. I. It's a girl from uh, It Follows. Oh yeah. The blonde yeah. I haven't seen her in anything since that, but I like her a lot. As a, she's a good actress, and she seems like an everyday kind of girl, kind of mm-hmm. little Jamie Lee Curtis feel. Yeah. My co-lead. Guy, he's deceased, but I got Anton, Anton, Anton Yelchin. Yes. And his comedic, but like best friend, but older cousin is uh, TJ Miller. You know TJ Miller? Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking funny as fuck. He's from uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, Silicon Valley, uh, from a lot of stuff. He's always playing like the sidekick, but he's so funny. I think he did something messed up, so he got like. Yeah, that's right. He did say something. Or... Yeah, but yeah, you know, everybody's, everybody gets so butthurt these days, and I everyone's know. so f- flipping sensitive. Like, give me a break. 
I love people. Everyone's got something. I got a cameo as a janitor. I got Nick Castle. You know who Nick Castle is? <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, I fucking the, love him. He's the uh, OG Michael Myers. Yes. So what? what's... Okay, I guess I don't want to interrupt you, but are you going to give us like what your movie's about? Yes, I will. Oh, okay. Uh, but... I put him as a janitor because then he could be in a jumpsuit, just like... Uh, just like Michael Myers? Yeah, That's pretty he's got a mechanic. And also my killer is uh, Nick Castle. <laughs> nice. He has a mask. I was thinking uh, Halloween's scary because they get the blank white mask. Mm-hmm. I went all black mask. Ooh, blackface. Nice. <laughs> Not blackface. <laughs> but working at a haunted house, we used to... Uh, when you put the mask on, you get like black eye shadow on yep. your eyes to blend in. So he's gonna have white eyes there. So creepy. Out of the dark, you only see the white coming out. Yep. Just like in the Halloween, you see the white mask coming out. Yep. Uh, the setting is in a rural midwestern town mm-hmm. with cornfields. The first scary movie I ever saw was Children of the Corn, which is a terrible scary movie, but my oldest sister was babysitting me when I was in kindergarten, and she, I could either watch that or go alone by myself to another room, so I was forced to watch it. My sister just texted me a couple days ago. We're from Minnesota originally, but she's, she said, (laughs) you're from Iowa, you have to do me this favor, dress your kids up as Children of the Corn and send a picture. You could. Yeah, uh, you can't tell. You blonde gotta let them do hair, what they blue want. Eyes, yeah. I don't like it when children make her parents make their kids dress up what they want them to be and say what the kids actually want to do. Uh, you know? Yeah, but you can do it for like a day for for fun or something. Yeah. For pictures. Uh, well, and I, there's a, there's a few movies in this kind of setting, but I don't think anyone ever did it right. I don't think anyone actually grew up around here so it's a small town slasher kind of thing yes and then so anton and the girl from it follows are in college and anton brings her back to meet his family they have like a little family meeting to whatever so she can meet his family and then mm-hmm. tj miller's the older cousin or is it is there any comedy in this There's yeah it's tj miller okay there. yeah I mean, there's some comedy, but it's not sure. a comedy horror. Yeah. But then he convinces him to go out to see this haunted house in the middle of nowhere that he's heard about. So it's almost like a myth, you know? Mm-hmm. So they go out to find it. They go out on these rural gravel roads. And then they think they find it. I haven't decided if I want it to be like a haunted attraction haunted house or like an old creepy haunted house. Yeah. So like, but anyways, they go out there and then horror ensues there's a mass killer there's a redneck family but it's not what you think it is like maybe you think the redneck family's with it like it's a chainsaw massacre type but maybe the redneck family one of them's actually out to help them yeah yeah there's a little twist in the end but i don't know i didn't write the whole thing out sure but i just want to see a good movie i think it's a good setting out there yeah and it's we don't easy need to make it creepy for sure. Yeah, especially this time of year when they're getting ready to cut the corn. And when I was fourteen, the only job you get out here was uh Casey's. <laughs> no, you Tassel. gotta be sixteen. Yeah, you get a detassel. You could work in the fields with illegal immigrants, but yeah, nothing against them. But you go out there and it's miles 
of rows of corn that are like seven feet tall and at some point you just start to think you're in the twilight zone and think it's never gonna end you can't yeah. hear or see anybody you just walk in on these rows of corn, of the corn and i think it could be it could be done good no all right what do you got okay so this was my topic so obviously i've thought about this before and i've always had a general idea kind of thing but there's continuity issues and I and I've I'm probably gonna get a little bit more detailed than I should because it's not going to really make sense but uh, how do I figure out how to start this I'll give you the basic summary and it's a zombie movie uh, but it, it's it, there's a caveat to that because I I'm a huge zombie fan obviously I love the Resident Evil movies I feel like we're we need another series of zombie movies. You know the Romero movies, um, Resident Evil, but we need like a like a like a series of them. Like you know three, four, five, six. Oh man! So that's just got like eight, ten seasons of Walking Dead. I know, but that's a TV show and that's a drama. I want. I think we need like a five year period before you get a good oh, series again. no this is not serious it's a movie it's movie yeah but you uh, multiple right but every like two years they'd pump one out yeah. but this is gonna be a lot more horror excuse me and it's it's gonna be a lot more serious so there's gonna be a lot of different elements to it there's gonna be like the apocalyptic end of the world kind of 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 feel and theme to it so my directors, I cheated because I'm going to have two of them. But the name of it, and this is going to sound really cheesy, but I've like, I did kind of a short story like this kind of thing in college. But the name of it's called the Tessitov Directive. So what? The Tessitov Directive. Okay. So the whole thing is basically uh, you have Russia, China, and North Korea. So it's, it's set in the near future. The United States is kind of overstepping its bounds. And, you know, they're kind of coming together and it's almost like a bad thing. So the United States is almost going to seem kind of like a bully, I guess. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. It has nothing to do with <laughs> with uh, the current politics or whatever, because I will climate. say I'm a conservative. So it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> and we just watch our viewership plummet after that. <laughs> but it, it's, it's going to be basically the United States is going to kind of be seen as a bad guy. And you've got these three superpowers coming together to kind of overthrow them. Basically, they just kind of want the U.S. to step out of the global relations and, and, and whatever. Yeah. So the uh, Tessitov is basically like Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin. So he's 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 kind of the guy in charge. What does Tessitov mean? That's his name. Oh. Yep. So the whole theory of the thing is is they these superpowers come together and they're trying to basically not like annihilate the United States, but they want to get Take a lot over of the world supremacy. Pretty much. Yeah. Because the United States is kind of overstepping its bounds and, and getting into shit. Yeah. Yep. So they, they try to take it out and their whole plan is like during one of these big world summits, they're going, you know, when all the world leaders are there, especially like the president of the United States, vice yeah. president, all of that, they're going to poison them. So they come up with this kind of, like sickness or plague or cure that they've developed to biological biological attack. yep and it was going to start off as just like you know sprinkling it in their water kind of thing and having them sick and just killing off like the top ranking officials of the united states 
kind of thing. And then threatening, you know, afterwards, you know, layoff or there's going to be problems, right. but they're not going to know who did it. But the whole, the whole side story is, is there's someone within that organization that has their own, it's kind of like a dissenter in their whole thing is, is they just want to watch the world burn. So they change the mutation of the plague a little bit. And yeah. And they want to kill a whole bunch of people. So well, like basically, they create general, a zombie virus. Yeah. So like, uh, so it'd be like grade. some kind of top ranking scientist or something like that. that dude from Japan, that, but yeah, go on. Yeah, so he ends up uh, creating something that's just going to wipe out. It's like the whole cliche, I'm going to wipe out you know, 90% of the population yeah, accidentally yeah. kind of thing. So my main um, directors are Eli Roth. I cheated because I have two of them. Eli Roth and Paul W.S. Anderson. So Eli Roth is there just to make sure the horror elements are where they need to be. And Paul W.S. Anderson is is a great kind of... Who's like, Paul? What was he? He, he does like the um, Resident Evil movies and whatnot. <laughs> so he's going to make sure like the creature effects and monsters are where they need uh, okay. to be. Okay. So it's just... Yeah. Yep. My uh, main actors are going to be Robert De Niro. So he, his role is going to be more of like a general. I thought so about Robert yep, De Niro. Yeah. He's my, he's my fave. He's going to be more of like the general kind of... But he's going to be kind of a bad guy. Have you seen kind Cape Fear? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's great, man. Uh, Kurt Russell is going to be kind of like the gruff sergeant kind of character. Good. I love Kurt Russell. Yep. Chris Pine is going to be like the platoon leader. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then Margot Robbie is going to play like kind of a cliche like female scientist thing who is, you know, basically they're kind of, you know, taking her around to figure out, you know, where this strain yeah. came from and, and she's kind of like the mind she's the rain man from uh yeah yep yep uh and then i have a couple other people that are going to be in it joseph gordon levitt is going to be like drew barrymore and scream so he's going to be in a put diary a sacrificial lamb <laughs> yeah and then clifton collins is going to be another soldier because Who's he's clifton awesome. collins from? he is um you better just Google him. As soon as you see his his face, you'll recognize him. But he's in he's in some some pretty solid movies. Like nothing really like like starring, but he's is he in any horror movies? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. As soon as you see his face, you'll all right. You'll I'm know, I'm so. looking at right now. But yeah, so I mean, the whole point is that this is gonna be. It would be like one of the whole bunch of you know movies so it would start off with you know the whole first movie would kind of be the whole introduction of a lot of the political side and and you know kind of making the u.s to be a kind of a bad and then it would kind of end with the beginning of the plague and throw some zombies in uh and then yeah it, that's my super cliche cheesy zombie movie dream if i if i would have won that billion dollars from the powerball I probably would have financed something like that. Oh man, you just wait for my discussion next week. Oh snap! Do you uh, did you see who he looks like yet? No, he's not even in the main cast. He's in Westworld, but he's not in the main cast. Yeah, he is in Westworld. He's in Capote, Pacific Rim, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints, yeah. Is it Rocco? Or wait, Clifton Collins is in Boondock Saints. Well, I, it might be Clifton Collins Jr. that I'm looking. Yeah, at. yeah, no, that's the right guy. Yeah, I guess he's in Boondock Saints. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Oh, he's the cop in there, yeah. He's. I'm trying to think of the main thing that, for some reason, he just popped into my I head. I see him. Yeah. 
But I don't know. He looks like Johnny. Oh, yeah. He's the. He's from Boondock Saints, too. He's like the Mexican guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He That's looks right. like. Uh, he kind of looks like Johnny Wiseau from uh, The Room. Don't know who that is. It's like the worst movie ever. It's what it's being called. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then, I'm, then I'm not missing out on anything. No. Yeah, I know this guy. He's from a lot of shit. That's yeah. funny that you put him in there. I, I know. Um, he just like popped when I'm thinking about like my favorite actors. I'm like, God, he's in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he is. He Was is. he in Hell or High Water? Oh, I don't know. That's a great movie, though. I was going to say. Well, Chris Pine was in that one, too. You said Chris so, Pine. I think Star Trek. No. Yep, and Heller. He was really good, Heller High Water. Okay, so that's the discussion topic. Those are some dream movies we have. Yes. So obviously, if you've listened to any episodes, you're probably not surprised that Drunk Darius chose a slasher and I chose a freaking zombie movie. Yeah, I didn't so. think about that. We both did, didn't we? <laughs> yep. That's, that's, that's kind of figured. So uh, it's time for the first, first feature review. Huh? Feature review. Well, let's uh, get this opened up. We're notes ready here. This is our older movie from 1983? 82. 82. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Definitely not part of the Halloween franchise. It is not. It's rated R at 98 minutes. What did it get on IMDb? I don't know. Guess. Uh, 6. 4.8. Okay. Not Rotten bad. Tomatoes? 70. 42%. What? Right. Our Tomatoes? That's right. Get the fuck out of here. It was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. He's got a couple horror directing creds in his name. Mm-hmm. What do you, you got some shit-eating grin smile right now. Did you write some stuff down? No, it might be part of my trivia later. <laughs> oh. You already looked it up, so oh. you might know. Well, he did uh, two episodes of the original It... Uh, he directed Fright Night 2, and that was actually his first directorial debut, and he did a bunch of other kind of, like, TV shows and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he didn't have many, uh, he was an editor on the original Halloween. Yeah. Him and, uh, John Carpenter were good buddies from way back yep. when. Yep, Uh, it was also written by Tommy Lee Wallace and John Carpenter. It's starring the famous Tom Atkins, Famous. Everything. From the Atkins diet. Exactly. Yep. Tom Atkins from the Atkins diet. He's been in a whole bunch of movies. Horror. He's got awesome horror cred. Uh, Ninth Configuration. Fog. Escape from New York. Night of the Creeps. The female lead was played by Stacey Nelkin. And I don't know what she was in. She really wasn't in that much. A lot of the actors really. The main actor looked like a. Uncle Rico, 10 years later. from Tom Atkins? Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Is that Tom Atkins? <laughs> That's Tom, yeah, he's the main actor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Uncle Rico. He could um, throw a football a quarter mile. For oh, yeah, sure. you see those mountains over there? <laughs> That's right, I throw football right over them. So a little, little Halloween 3 season of The Witch trivia. This oh, shit, all right. Yeah. Do you have anything? No, nope, go on, go on. <laughs> so a lot of people, I guess if you're not a fan of... The movies or the franchise, um, and you've seen this one, you're probably like, Why the heck did was there Halloween one and two? And then we have Season of the Witch, which is just nothing compared to the rest, and then we go back into them. the whole thought process on that was after Halloween two, spoiler alert, 
after Michael Myers dies, John Carpenter's plan was to release a new Halloween-related movie every year, uh, you know, but not like this, basically. It's like uh, an it anthology, was, almost. Yeah, yeah. It, it so, had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yep, so Michael yeah. Myers was supposed to be dead, killed, done from the, after the second movie, and then he was just going to release something Halloween-themed every single year. It was and after the first movie, actually. Second movie. Well, I, the second movie they didn't even want to do. Yeah, they, well, yeah. They, oh, I guess maybe you're right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because the, the second movie, I mean, technically you can say the first and second movie are one long movie. Yeah. The second one picks up right yeah. at them. Right, right. But that that was a great idea until <laughs> the box office numbers for this showed up. Because everyone in Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to see where this could have gone. Like where they did like a different Halloween theme movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. Oh, you know there would have been just some, you know, gems hidden in that, so... Jamie Lee Curtis has a couple cameos, I guess. One of them was the the uh, when they were when Tom Atkins' character was trying to call out uh, the operator. That was Jamie Lee Curtis's voice really? when he's at the hotel. Yeah, in that town, he's trying to call out. That was her her voice. She also was the voice over the intercom, stating the the town uh what is that curfew the curfew yep that was her voice as well um chalice that's what it was chalice was the was tom atkins character so uh flipping over to the next page here that's about all i got for trivia i guess um okay so the original producers directors from the first halloween movie was john carpenter and deborah hill Okay. Do you know Deborah Hill? No. She doesn't get enough credit. She uh, she was the producer of the first one. Okay. And she was John Carpenter's girlfriend, and he broke up with her. It was weird. But oh. she's she was like one of the first main lead woman producers. Really? I think she may might have been the first of all time. Oh, wow. And no one took her serious in the first Halloween, but John Carpenter insisted on having her on. Oh, so, so they came back for this third time out. I forgot movie. two of the most important parts of my movie of my fake, yeah. super cheesy cliche zombie movie. And this reminded me when you're talking about that kind of stuff there, the producer and all that. Yeah. Uh, the special effects will be headed up by Greg Nicotero, who is basically Tom Savini Jr. Okay. He's, he's new school. Yep. New school. But he's also the main guy between behind The Walking Dead, so he's his company is just on top of awesome looking zombies. And then I'm super proud of my sound and music and whatnot choice, and that's Trent Reznor. Oh, nice! Yeah. Nice nails. Yeah, he's actually got his own company. He does a lot of sound effects and whatnot for like video games. And I didn't know that. Do you know? Uh, oh, he recorded one of his albums in the Manson Murder House. I didn't. Who they murder that that chick that was dating. Well, they murdered uh, that producer, that movie producer. No, the famous girl. She was dating the movie producer. And he fucked like a 17-year-old girl. Kubrick. Kubrick? Stanley Kubrick? Stanley Kubrick. It was Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate's house where that murder house happened. Okay. Uh... Trent Reznor and Ninety Snails recorded a whole album in that house. I mean, after the murders. Yeah, creepy. Yeah, it's 
it's cool. I don't know. Sorry to interrupt you, but I had to. I couldn't leave out those two little nuggets. No, no, cool. I like it. All right, uh, and then I say this is probably the most Halloweeny Halloween movie. Like the most like yeah. actual Halloween, the holiday. I mean, because that's all it, into this. Eight more days till Halloween. Well, yeah, and it's like based on is it Samhain or Saint Samhain? Samhain. Samhain, which is Halloween is originated in Ireland, Ireland, which they call it Celtic, but yep. it's an old pagan holiday. Yep. So that really ties into this a lot, but. I love it. I love it. I feel like uh, the main uh, antagonist is uh, it's kind of like Sam from Trick or Treat, the pumpkin head little kid. The 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 old guy. No, the, the pumpkin head kid. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I don't think they actually give him a name in the movie, but in the credits, his name is Sam for Sam. Sam. Sawin. Yeah, no. Sawin. But he 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 wants to bring back. Uh, their origins yeah. of Halloween. All right, we can get into the actual movie if you're ready. Yeah, a few things I wrote down that I, I, I mean, there, there are some pretty good solid uh, special effects. I wish there would have been more, but some of those kills were pretty badass. Like, they love to stick their fingers in eye sockets and rip shit out. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of stupid, was, but... <laughs> that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I just wish there was more uh, of that. There's only, what, probably just a handful of the actual like gruesome kind of like main the man kill yeah because it was kind of slow i guess in parts yeah, both these movies were a little yeah. bit but there was there was great camera work to keep it realistic though i mean there was a lot of times where they would like zoom in uh so you wouldn't see what else was going on yeah. or zoom out to you know so you couldn't tell it was a dummy or something like that uh especially when it was with the you know, you know. I guess we don't have to say spoiler alert, but when you all the robots, I guess. So yeah. that was a cool twist, and I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say that this is the first time I've ever seen this movie all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but yeah. I have never. And it's been so long. I, I, it was like watching a movie for the first time. I might be with you. Yeah. I've seen a lot, but I don't know if I ever just sat just down sat and down and watched. And watched the whole yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, Okay. Oh, I want to say this movie starts out pretty scary. In the middle, it's like, what? Yeah. And then at the end, I like, thought the end was pretty good. Yeah, there was a... It was almost like his three separate movies. Because, yeah, the, the first was kind of scary horror. And then the second was more like... Like drama, mystery, investigation and like, kind of it, stuff. Some of it didn't make sense. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. But, all right, we'll yeah. get into it. All right, so it starts out October 23rd, I don't know, 1983 yep, or something. Eight more days till Halloween. And then, yeah, this, we see this commercial over and over again. It's like... 14 times, I think. Halloween, Halloween. That's, it's oh. London Bridge is falling down, and the reason they chose that is because it's public domain. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they eight more days to Halloween is, is in the tune of London Bridge is falling yeah, down. Yeah, but London Bridge is falling down is about the plague, right? Yes. No, it's, it's about the bombings. Ring around the rosies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The, the plague. It starts out. We see this man running towards the camera as a car pursues him, and this is a pretty much Halloween where we get this wide shot, so we can just see the man 
running and then like out of the corners we don't know what to see and then we see the headlights of the car chasing them down and then the creepy music starts playing kind of remind me of it follows this music does i don't know i know it follows it follows takes a lot from halloween at least the music does and he runs this car lot and hides and I think it's a car lot. I don't know what it is. Like kind of like a it was like a, a salvage yard yeah, type. Sal- thing. I'd say a salvage yard's a pretty good like Stephen Avery's in there or something. And then so he runs into this the guy oh, working. There. I just got that joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's hiding, the car drives by. And then he runs into a man in a suit. Looks like a I would think Men in Black. Yeah, it was some kind of weird, like, like hitman assassin looking. Yeah. Not Men in Black, the movie, but Men in Black, the, like the legend of them, where they're like. I don't know if you know the legend of Men in Black. I have no idea what you're talking about, Drunk Darius. Okay. <laughs> then, suit guys. Oh, you know who they look like was Agent 47. Yeah, from um, The Matrix. No? Agent 47 is from as the, Agent Smith. Right. Yeah, that's from the Hitman series. Okay. Because they had the leather gloves and Yeah. Yeah, no, I I see what you're talking about now is is Mr. Agent Smith from Matrix. Yeah. Yes. Maybe they all go back to the legend. They're men in black. Their karate skills were not quite on par as Agent no, Smith. No, it was pretty bad. But then so he's backing up scared and he backs into one of these dudes and the guy like takes him down and it's like straddling him. Another guy comes around, and he, like, strangles him, and then another car, he was on top rolls into him or something. Yeah, so he was laying on his back, and it was, I don't know what they were going for, but it was, like, the worst acting, whatever. It was very one of those slow-mo kills where you could have gotten... Well, I'm just saying, in general, all of those guys were just terrible actors. They didn't have any lines... No, but it was really cheesy. But yeah, he was getting strangled and there was a car that had a block on it. For some reason, they left this car in neutral. So he pulled the block out and the car goes and squishes him. But it was so... It squishes the guy strangling him, which I thought that guy was on that guy's team. It was like another suit. No, the guy laying down that was getting strangled grabbed the chain onto the block and pulled it out. But it was like super slow-mo and it was like, there's no way that would kill... He was, he was like, ah, car, ah, yeah. car, ah, <laughs> just move, bitch, dude. Oh, all right. Yeah. So then the guy that's getting strangled gets up, runs away. Next scene, it says one hour later. There's a news story on. It says five ton rock missing from Stonehenge. Like someone stole a huge ass rock yeah. from Stonehenge. Weird. Yeah, I wonder if that's anything. Where is Stonehenge, you know? Scotland, I think. Scotland. Yeah. So, Ireland, Scotland are the same thing to us Americans. Maybe it is in Ireland. I'm, no, I'm Scotland and Ireland are the same island, but they're like split. But, well, well no, Kel- but. Celtic <laughs> Celtic paganism is probably the whole region. Yeah. And then we get to cut to the commercial. It's a silver... Silver Shamrock commercials. Uh-huh. Three more days of Halloween. I don't know what it is. It was eight. Eight more days. And then we see these three masks pop on. They're trying to sell these three masks to kids. One's a pumpkin. Yep. 
a witch and a ghost and a ghost. Something like that. It doesn't matter what they are. I do love the song though. Yeah, I was gonna say it's stuck in my head right now. <laughs> uh so so they're at the gas station, right? Yeah, the yeah. gas station attendant hears something outside, looks out windows. Guy from the beginning that has been running scares them, says they're coming. He faints, holding one of the masks, the pumpkin mask in his hand. Mm-hmm. And then I think he goes to the hospital. Yeah, the the guy at the gas station ever drives them there. Well, yeah, I guess we don't see that yet. But next thing we see a dad come home, and he has got two kids. And we'll find out later it's his ex-wife. So his ex-wife yeah. has his kids, and the kids are excited to see him. And then you find out he's a doctor, and he gets a phone call. Yeah, and, whole, and oh, he has what? to leave. Dad's got to go back to work. This is... This is the last time we see his kids or his yeah, wife. Because he's always like, oh, I can't make it. I got to do That was this. the director's uh, wife in real life. Really? Yeah. So we, we don't see those kids ever again. But no. it's common that the wife keeps calling. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't. I got to do this. And, okay, doctor. What is his name? Do you have his name? Doctor Chalice. Dr. Chalice? Yes. Okay. Okay, so uh, commercial keeps coming on. I'm not. Yeah, you see the commercial like 14 times throughout this movie. But then uh, the guy that was running away, the doctor's talking to him, and he says, "They're gonna kill us all." The doctor's like, "Okay, what the fuck?" And then the doctor's kind of creepy towards the nurse. He's like slapping her ass and stuff. Uncle, yeah. Uncle Rico guy. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Tom Atkins, the main character. I don't know why. <laughs> you tell this is not nowadays. No. <laughs> HR department. He's not a good protagonist. I don't know if we wanted to hate him or something, or like he's supposed to be some kind of stuff. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, we keep seeing the men in suits they, the, creeping through the hospital. Yep. That was like a Friday the 13th style scene where yeah. it's like you see his hand open up a door. Yeah, we're like seeing it from his point of view, yeah. kind of. Uh, the guy's in room 13. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. I don't know if it, it probably means nothing, but I feel like the camera definitely showed room 13. Yeah. So that's a supersti- superstitious yep. thing. And it came out after Friday the 13th. Okay, then, so suit guy goes and kills the guy from the beginning, and he gouges through his eyes, yep. and, like, pulls and his pulls fucking his sinus out or yeah. something, like, his nose, like, was great. protrudes. Like, that <laughs> yeah, was so was... fucking stupid, but it was... <laughs> at first, at first, they they shot it like it was just gonna be some weird, oh, stick your fingers in his eyes, and you're not gonna see anything. Then just... all of a sudden, you start seeing some gore, and, like, pulls his nose out, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then he's dead. Yep. I don't know if that's possible. I know you go through the eyes to the brain, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if pulling his nose out is gonna kill him. Yep. But it was pretty cool, pretty cool. And then yes, yeah, so the nurse comes in and he just like leaves the nurse. Yeah, the nurse is. He takes about five minutes to wipe his glove off yeah, on the suit guy. Yeah, on the curtain or whatever. And then the nurse sees him and she's freaking out. He walks past. Walks the right nurse. past the nurse, chalice. He's like, hey, hey, chases him down. He goes out into the parking lot, sits in a car, douses himself with gas, 
and then lights that bitch up, and then lights himself a fire, and then it wasn't it wasn't even like a Tibetan monk fire. It was like a <laughs> yep. fucking. 1970s Cleveland car bomb or something yeah. like his entire fucking car exploded in the entire yeah. parking lot like okay that happens I guess yeah loaded her up with whatever blows up like that I suppose I, I don't know maybe he had like something loaded he had a full tank of gasoline I guess I don't know uh doctor calls his wife doesn't matter she's not important to the story yeah she's just kind of an annoying I mean maybe he does this all the time but that was like basically he has to keep a band it's typical movie like I was sitting on the couch be like just tell her what happened he's like I can't come he spends a half hour telling her he can't come and doesn't say why yeah come on dude I don't know this doctor patient confidentiality you're you're divorced because you're inept with words you don't know how to explain anything yeah typical movie they don't even try to make him look good no he's supposed to be our main protagonist I feel like and yeah. I don't know if in that date he still looked good but he was not a likable character I didn't think yeah. but you better be careful talking about Tom Atkins there's a lot of uh, I don't give a shit about people, Tom Atkins people are Uncle Rico fucking senior uh, <laughs> so then we're getting a day by day thing so the next day is October 24th this is all building up to Halloween which is yep. the 31st are you sure or the 30th? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so, the guys, the guy that got that got murdered, his daughter comes in to identify the body. The cops say it was drugs. The reason why this two guy came and killed him. Like, oh, this guy must have been on drugs. That's why mm-hmm. he killed him. And then they search the charred car, and there's, like, no bones in it or anything. Yeah, so there's this weird scene between him and the medical examiner, and you could tell he's, like, stringing her along. Yeah, she kisses him. Like, yeah. This is not an attractive He's probably begging her on the side. Everyone's, like, throwing themselves at him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going it's Tom on? Tom motherfucking Adkins. I'm very confused. I'm very confused. This Tom Adkins that new guy yeah. must, like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Like, all the women in this movie just throwing themselves at him. Okay, then he, the doctor, Tom Atkins, is at the bar. Uh, Halloween commercial comes on again. Change the channel. Yep. And you can tell he spends a lot of time at that bar. Yeah, he's a regular. Yep. Then the guy's daughter comes in. What's her name? Did you write it down? It's, uh, I don't remember. Fuck, I got it down somewhere. Ellie. Yeah. Ellie comes in. It's like, what happened to my dad? What he, what was his last word? She's like, oh, uh, he said he loved you. <laughs> She's like, you're a bad liar. It's like, okay, hold on. He said something about they're going to kill us all. Yeah, or, they're going to. Yeah. So they go to his hardware shop or. His stores. Like Halloween a general store, mask I think. Yeah. It, was a, it was a general store. And then. He has, like, some kind of journal in there, and they go through it, and he's supposed to have a date with some lady one day, or he's supposed to go pick up masks from yep. this mask company. Yep. And the next day, he was supposed to hit a date with some lady. I don't know if it was a date or a meeting, a business yeah, meeting. Yeah, I can't remember. But he didn't make it to that meeting. So, like, so the last place he was was at this mask store, or this factory. Yep. Uh... 
doctor keeps bailing on his kids. Yep. Life's so pissed. Gets on the the old payphone, uh, and yeah, starts making some shit up. And I'll, I'll take him Halloween, I promise. Yeah. So I'll, on the way, there's oh, we should say too when he goes to. We'll backtrack a little bit when he the very beginning when he goes to his house he he goes to, I don't know if he goes to pick the kids up or something or hang out with them for a little bit yeah but he's carrying a bag and he's got a couple cheesy masks in there yes and then his wife's like oh and they're like well dad we got the silver shamrock masks we already got the silver so they shamrock go and you know there's like a ghost and a pumpkin mask so they sit down in front of the TV and and his kids have those silver shamrock masks so Which that's a big that comes back mask. yeah that comes back. But it doesn't. I mean, it kind of does. It kind of does, yeah. But, but I mean, he never addresses yeah. it. But yeah. I mean, we know it. So they go out to this factory, basically in the middle of nowhere. And on the way, Tom Atkins, the doctor, is telling the story. He's reading the history about this town. Yeah. I don't know if he's reading it out of an encyclopedia or something. He didn't have Google Definitely back not then. a cell phone. <laughs> uh, but he said it's an old Irish town. Uh, oh, the history of the mask factory it started as started by an Irishman. It's an Irish community. It used to be uh, used to make toys. It used to be a toy factory. It turned into the largest Halloween mask yeah. producer in the world, or something. Yeah, at least in the country. Yeah, and then Ellie says Irish Halloween mask, like surprise, like. Yeah, the Irish started Halloween, mm. but no one really knows that in this country, I guess. They go into town. All the locals are kind of staring at them, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Basically, when I go into the V. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Why are you looking at me? But no. It's an inside joke for the local bar here. No. I'm a local. They get a hotel room. They're the main guy, the... Thick Irish. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. He's, is he straight from Ireland? Fresh off or were his, were his parents from Ireland? I don't, I don't know. So, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, go, go ahead. Ahead. So, Ellie and the Irish attendant guy that runs the hotel, they go check out the room while Uncle Rico... He goes to the books. He checks the books, and we see that her dad had signed in there and never yeah. checked out. So he had been there. And then like a goofy family in a Winnebago pulls up. That's great. Reminds me of like Uncle Eddie from uh, Family Vacation. Y- yeah, yes, exactly. And we come to find out he's like the top salesman of these masks. And his, wherever his business quote, is. Quote, unquote, trophy wife and moron annoying oh, kid. Oh, God. I'm fucking glad. The best part is... is he, he, like, rolls up and almost runs t- Chalice over, yeah. and the bike falls off or whatever. And then the kid gets on the bike, and his mom's like, stay out of the road. And the kid's pedaling away, and he's like, he fuck flips you. Her <laughs> off, he flips dude. her off, dude. It's like, oh, man, if one of my kids did that. It's some affluenza there, affluenza team. Oh, God, yeah. So, and then he, he, oh, so then he starts walking, and the guy's like, oh, sorry about that. You're okay. So he takes, like, another two steps, and then that lady... Yeah, just about she rolls in and just about runs him over too. Yeah, just some random lady. Mm-hmm. She uh, apparently the mask company has been behind on their deliveries or something. Yeah. So she's there to figure out what's up. Okay, and then this is the weirdest 
one of the weirdest scenes. So they doctor, the doctor, Tom Atkins and Ellie are pretending to be husband and wife. So they stay in the same hotel room. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can get a different hotel room. And she's like, no, stay here. And it was the most forced and weird and awkward and unbelievable. It was fucking weird, dude. It's like they, they, they met each other, what, that morning, was it? Yeah. And, like, I I wish. This is my biggest pet peeve of this entire movie. Like, they could have done a whole, like, he's her new dad, like, a, a father figure. But, nope. They just met. No chemistry, and then all of a sudden they're just yeah. banging. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Zero what chemistry. is going on here? Yeah, it was pretty funny. It's but weird. hey, you know what? She's 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 got a banging body, so it's all right. Yeah, but he looks like Uncle Rico's dad, dude. He does. Yeah. It's that mustache. I it got just, a girl mustache. It just did it. it. Did it for the ladies back in the day. I guess. Okay, we hear curfew over the loudspeakers, which is. Jamie Lee Curtis's voice. He was like, everyone has to be inside yeah. at a certain time, yep. blah, blah, blah. And then we see, like, cameras all over town, but that doesn't really come into play. And then the doctor is out walking around past curfew and he runs into this town drunk. And I was like, the only town drunk? The town drunk Irish slash town? Home, homeless man, yeah. In an Irish town, homeless. this is the only drunk guy? <laughs> Are you serious? The other ones can afford a beer, so they're at the bar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. like, oh, can you spare a drink? Of course, Dr. Chalice, who's a freaking doctor, by the way, yeah. is an alcoholic. And he's carrying yeah. around a bottle of whiskey. He is. Whatever. He's an alcoholic. They don't really say it, but he's always drinking. Oh, yeah. It looks gotta have a drink to set his hands before face. he goes into surgery. Uh, <laughs> but the drunk is like warning him. It's like, oh yeah, this new guy, uh, Cochrane, brought all these people from Ireland in. And ever since then, it's been weird. All these outsiders, his cameras watching. So there's weird stuff going on in the factory, and he's gonna burn it down. This is the last year they're gonna do anything. This is what the drunk guy is saying. Yeah, man. I don't care if they hear me. He's like, come on, man. I hate this part, too, because this guy's been around this whole time, and just now this is happening to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he, he stumbles off into his junkyard house, like, <laughs> built out of fucking... Cardboard boxes I don't or fucking know, or old truck parts or something. And he runs into a couple of suits. Yep. He's like, I wasn't going to tell him anything, I swear. Agent Smith pulled out his signature. I'm going to stick my fingers in your eyes and rip your nasal cavity out. Yeah, well, he gets put on his knees. And then, like, from the camera angle, it's like he's sucking his dick. Yeah, it's a little kinky like. there. <laughs> but then he gets his head ripped off by <laughs> one of these suit guys. Like, Oh, that's oh. right. He twisted his head off. So, yeah. like, they got super strength, which... Yep. Boss Tuna's already said they're robots, so that's why he can just yeah. I kind of figured out right away that they were not they weren't normal. Normal, yeah. Uh, okay, so Ellie runs into that sales lady from before. Says the quality of the mask has gone down. The trademark fell falls off. Do we get more weird shit between Ellie and the old guy? Uncle Rico. And then we get to seeing the woman in her hotel room by herself as she notices a little thing from the trademark that fell off. 
what the fuck was it? It was a. It was like a, some like electronic sticker patch or something. Yeah, some kind of circuit board or something. Yeah. And she's like looking at it trigger something and like fucking blows her like a laser, eyes out. It was like and, a laser beam or something. Yeah. And it was like her. And then cuts to we see her face and it. I thought that was a pretty good. Graphic. Solid, solid. Yeah. Like her lips were like bent back. Yeah. Behind her teeth, like fried off. Yeah. Like that was pretty good. It was good. I mean, it's kind of stupid how it happened to her, but... Are we at the part where Ellie and Chalice are banging yet? I just skipped through that quick. You should have skipped through it. It was, like, the best part. And she gets out of the shower, and she's waiting for him. Yes. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Kinky lingerie. Laundry? Lingerie? Is that how you say it? Lingerie? I don't know. It's French. Laundry. It's French. (laughs) Anyways. Okay, but then... We see like spiders crawl out of that lady's mouth. Yeah, that, I don't get face. that. Why is there bugs and shit crawling out of their face after that? It's never explained, dude. That's no, it's not. For fucking bugs. Plot hole. Continuity error. <laughs> so in the middle here, it gets a little ridiculous, but I think it was scary at the beginning. It gets scary at yep. the end, but. Okay, so then a bunch of, like, suits, but they're in white coats, come take away her body. In the morning, yeah. And the owner of this factory, Mr. Cochran's like, you finally oh. Meet up, finally meet him. We got the best people at the factory. We're yeah. sending her there, because whenever someone gets hurt, of course, you send them to the factory. Yeah. And Chalice is like, I'm a doctor. Let me see. I'm yeah. a doctor. And they're like, nope. So get the fuck, fuck back. <laughs> okay, so then it's October 30th now. One more day till Halloween. Oh, I don't... The coroner tells the doctor there's no remnants. Oh, no, this is back to the burnt car. They don't yeah, find that, bones. That's, yeah, that's happened quite a few times. She's, like, got, like, a... Multiple times it pans back to the medical examiner who's, that, like... kissing. All these chicks yeah. got a hard on for her. Yeah, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, you better owe me something, whatever, when you get back. So, yeah, she's just got a pile of burnt, like, parts... In front of her the whole time. And you know right away that something's up. Yeah, like, it's pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. Okay, and they're going through the... A walkthrough through the factory with the salesman, the... Uncle Randy. Not fucking... Whatever his name is. The main salesman yep. guy. And his family and Ellie and the doctor going through the factory, getting the walkthrough. Kid puts on the mask... And Cochran's like, no, that hasn't been through final processing yet. And the main salesman's like, what's final processing? And if you'd ever seen a horror movie, you'd know that that means there's there's something sinister going on with these masks. That goddamn salesman's got to get his shit together. Okay, so the doctor starts seeing all these suits. I keep calling them suits. But yep. And he's like, these look just like the guys that murdered your father to yeah. Ellie so they know they're snooping at this point yeah and then they see her dad's car like in a garage somewhere so they know something's going on yeah so she goes up to run up to the car cause they're in they're, they're kind of back by like the loading bay yeah like out now. back by the yep. factory yep. and there was a door that opens up and you can see a tarp partially covering the car so she runs over to it and the suits all get out and step in front of it so, you know, shit's about ready to get real. Yeah. At this point. And the, one of them, I don't know if it was Ellie or the doctor. I think the doctor's like, no, let's go. Let's call the cops. 
Yeah, so they, yep, they, uh, they get back to the hotel room and he leaves Ellie there and he runs to the front desk because that's where the only phone is in the 80s. Yeah, yep. And he wants to call the cops and he's just getting like, he can't cut, no he can't answer. get through the operator, which is Jamie Lee Curtis's voice. And he goes back to the hotel room and what? Ellie's gone. And then he looks outside and there's six suits. I keep calling yep. them suits. But six dudes in suits just staring at him. And then the creepy music. I think the music was pretty good in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And then he runs and hides because these guys just staring out and can't catch him for some reason. He's been, he sneaks around town for a while looking for Ellie again. Uh, he sneaks back into the factory, finds a weird old lady just like knitting. Mm. She reminded me of something. I don't know what it was. Like an old German type. I don't yeah. know. You could tell that she uh, she wasn't real. Yeah. So he comes up to her and he asks, "Where's Ellie? Where's Ellie?" He shakes her and her head falls off. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is if you haven't already figured out, this is the point where you're like, "All right, the suits are robots." Yeah, because it's all like, robots in this factory. It's all like wires and shit in her yeah. neck. Like, how well are they built? If yeah. he can just shake her and her fucking head falls off. Well, he did say after that that she was a prototype or something, or he needed to oh, her yeah. or something like that. And then one of the suits grabs him from behind. The fight ensues. He punches the suit in the guts, and yellow goo comes out of his mouth. The suit? Yep. I'm like, what the fuck That's is that goo? All the KY jelly that lubricates the... I guess, you know. man. Yeah, these are just sex dolls. Um, fucking... Partner! Okay, so wires come out. They're fucking robots. You know, the robots. More robots come and grab them. Suits. Next scene's October 31st, the day before Halloween. October 31st is Halloween. I know. Jesus. I'm just testing you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so so this is a moment where it's like a, any old, like, a james bond movie where the evil bad guy tells james bond his evil plan and is the dr cochran and all yeah. his robots and he's showing the doctor uh not doctor they go Cochran. in the elevator and they go way down underground into a super secret lair yeah and he, he he's showing the doctor the final process whatever the yeah. final process yeah. is and we see the secret layer. We see the hinge stone from Stonehenge. Yep. It's like huge ass rock. And then we see Ellie from a, like a TV monitor. monitor yeah. She's like strapped down. Waiting for Dr. Chalice to come and ravage her again. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, then we see a demonstration on the family, which is the... The salesman, yeah, and so his son, and they, they get walk locked. him down the most sinister hall ever, and in, inside of a door, and he's like, "Oh, he wants to show us a commercial, blah blah blah." So they sit down in this like fake looking room. There's like a couch, but then there's like uh, hazardous signs all yeah. over. Like, why would you go in there? The door like locks behind them. It's like a couch and a TV, and then that. Today is Halloween. Halloween. One more. I don't know, whatever, that that commercial starts playing. And the kid puts on the mask and starts watching it, singing along. And then all of a sudden there's a pumpkin face or a jack-o'-lantern face, like, flashing. Like, if you had a yep. epilepsy, you get a seizure. Yep. 
and the kids just sitting there watching it while the parents are kind of arguing. And then all of a sudden the kid starts like seizing. I don't know how yeah. you would say it. Falls over and like his mass melts into his face and like snakes and spiders and all start the shit crawls out. out. The f- like why? Why, why are they there? I don't know. It's supposed to, to make it more creepy but it just doesn't make sense. It would have been cooler if it was just like goo that yeah. came out of his mass. Yeah. Like his face just melted in there. Where the hell are you hiding all these damn snakes and bugs? Yeah, I don't know. But then the mom freaks out, faints, and then dad gets bitten by one of the snakes. But I gotta say, fuck snakes. Snakes are creepy. I fucking do not like fucking snakes, dude. You better believe I wouldn't let a damn snake bite me in a freaking fake apartment look like that. You see that shit coming a mile away. Fuck snakes. Okay, so the whole family's pretty much taken out. I don't know if we see them again. Uh, I don't think so. I think we're supposed to assume they're all dead. And then it's cut into all these TVs and all these different locations like Omaha, New Mm -hmm. York, and this uh, commercial is playing. It's Halloween, Halloween. And all these kids are sitting down to watch it, putting on their masks and stuff. So we get that. There's something wrong with these masks that's going to do this to all these kids that they put these masks on. Yeah, it's saying tune in at 9 o'clock for the special giveaway or something. Oh, fuck. I forgot to say earlier, when that commercial came on the first time, it was like at 9 o'clock after the main preview, after the main uh, movie. Did you see what the movie was? Halloween. Yeah. Miss that big time. You do see Michael Myers in this movie. We do. We just see like a short clip of someone watching him. The coroner later calls him back. Or she tries to call. Oh, yeah. She's trying to call him. And then we see another suit. An Irish robot, as I call him. He grabs a drill and drills her head. She's dead. Doesn't really see it, though, do you? No. No. Let me turn my page here. It's got to lick my thumb. Like a librarian. Lick it like a librarian. I think it's a song. No, I think it's like dance like an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Cochrane, which is this Irishman, the main bad guy, tells the whole story behind Halloween, which is a pagan ritual, which is Saint... Sawain. Sawain. I wish it wouldn't have been robots. I wish it would have been like an old pagan cult instead. Of course, coming from the guy that's got a boner over cults and slashers. I that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but like it's just. One I like that as robots. I disagree. There's I only one bad guy in this in robots. Yeah. Who's the other bad guy? The bajillion robots he's got. It's just robots. But they're scary. I guess they they are specially trained in inserting. Uh, appendages into your orifices and ripping shit out. So he puts the mask on uh, the doctor and starts playing Halloween for him. I wrote that down. Does he actually play the movie or is he playing the... He's probably playing the commercial. Yeah. But at this point, the Halloween music starts playing. That little... The music from the first Halloween. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that. I miss that then. Uh, so the doctor stretches the chair, and he's left alone in this room. 
somehow he slides and kicks out the TV so he can't see the commercial. So his face doesn't turn yeah. into snakes and bugs or whatever. It's fucking. I don't bad. know how he puts his foot through the. Those TVs are dang tough, but he somehow breaks the TV screen. Yeah. Which, like, seems like the, with how heavy those bastards were, you'd think that glass was like an inch thick, and then he cuts his restraints with it. I guess. And then. Yeah, it cuts off his restraints. He throws the mask on the camera. So I thought maybe that was going to play. So if they're watching through the camera, they're going to get, like, fucked up. But they didn't. He sneaks through a vent. Calls his ex-wife again. She keeps bitching. This has nothing to do with anything. Because this is, this is where his kid's having those, those masks. masks. He's like, don't. Don't let him put on the mask. She's yeah. like, bear, 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 bear. take the kids. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't listen to him. Typical women, am I right? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> what? Nothing. Uh, so he frees Ellie from her straps. Um, they sneak around and they go back to that secret laboratory. Oh, they find a bunch of those... Uh, I call them pogs from the 90s, but the little circuit board oh, things yeah. that the trademarks. Yeah. So they load those up in a bag, and they sneak out and play commercial on, like, all the suits, scientist types, and they dump it down. Because they're up in, uh, like, the, in the vents or whatever yeah. you say. The catwalk. They're up in the catwalk above the super secret lair. And there's, like, a circle of these robot scientists in a perfect mm-hmm. circle and they drop these down into the and oh I don't know oh and then the commercial comes on so this sets off all those it's like laser circuit boards it's like a yeah. laser circle around it that beams straight to the Hendrock and all the fucking scientists, all the robots just get fried right there. So yeah. I think it's only Cochrane left after this, right? Yeah, As I a think bad so. Guy. I think so. Oh no, Cochrane is in the middle of it. He gets ghostified, is what I put. Like he gets lasered through, and he like he dies too, but he gets like a transparent from the beam. Going through him. Oh, I don't really remember exactly how it went. <laughs> but he's still alive. Oh shit. So where are we at then? So Ellie and the doctor escape. Yep. So this is the part where they're driving. And they're driving down. And it's eight forty five and we have till nine to stop from this commercial going out to kill all the kids. Mm-hmm. He asked, uh, turns to Ellie as she's all right. I don't think she said a word since he saved her. Yeah, so that I didn't really catch on to that until until this part. Mid, yeah, this part here. She slowly looks over at him, grabs him by the throat, and then is like, "Oh shit, she's one of them." Yep. So she's a robot. So what happened to the real Ellie? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, presumably, she got murdered, or have they turned her into a robot? I don't think they can turn her into a robot. I don't know. <laughs> So he, like, takes one of her arms off, then takes her head off, then her arm, her robotic arm comes back and scares him a couple times, 
I'm not describing it well, but this part was kind of scary because I was not expecting it at all. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it was it was a good kind of surprise, little twist. Yeah, Yeah. that was this was the good ending part. I'm not describing it good, but he basically dismantles the robot. Like she's still kind of kicking, but she's Mm -hmm. not. She can't chase him. He runs off through the woods, runs into the same gas station from the beginning. Runs into the same gas attendant. Then he makes a desperate call to, I don't know, some kind of film or uh, some TV network. producer, network producer. So, yeah. like, obviously in the 80s, there's, like, what, four TV stations? I have no idea. Like, the main ones? I have no idea. Something like that. So, I mean, he, there's probably always been, like, Fox, ABC, CBS. Yeah, yeah, the main networks. So, he calls in, but somehow he gets into the person in control of all of them. He's like, shut this commercial off in the first channel to get it off second channel they get it off and on the third channel and like the commercial keeps playing it keeps playing he's like shut it off shut it off shut it off and then it cuts credits sorry we're experiencing technical difficulties yeah I thought that was pretty good I like that so we get left in the air like maybe all these kids did die yeah yeah but that's it the end yeah. Not a not a Michael Myers movie, I'll tell you that. It's definitely not a Michael Myers movie. Uh, I think I most I like the music in this movie the most. Yeah. Not the most out of anything, but out of this movie, the music was my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, do you have anything else to add as far as is no, no, not other than what I said before. No. It's a weird. Yeah, it was. It was weird. It's kind of hard to look at this as anything other than a Halloween movie, with what your expectations are and should be. I think overall, it was a pretty decent movie. I think it was fun and it was different. Yeah. It was. It was different. It was. You have to imagine back in what would you say, nineteen eighty two? Yeah. There were some elements and and parts of this that were not common or cliche at the time. Well, yeah. I mean, Halloween... Not part of the, the tropes, as you The original say. kicked off the whole slasher thing, yep. and this is completely out of the Yeah, this, this reminded movie. me a lot, kind of, of uh, They Live, for some reason. I haven't seen it. Yeah, that, that for... It's a different... You haven't seen They Live? I mean, I've seen the poster. It looks pretty cool. Oh, man, I might have to write that down. That's what it reminded me of. I mean, it's it's a different movie. It it really is not very familiar. I feel like it's very. I don't know. It, it just yeah, it just gave me that same vibe, I guess, as they live. So, but no, I guess what's uh, when you think about this movie, years down the road, what what's gonna what's the first thing that's gonna come to your your head? Mm-hmm. I think. I don't want to say it's a great scary movie, but I think it's entertaining and it's a fun watch and it's definitely something you could just put on and not yep. have to pay much attention to. I agree. I plan on watching this again yeah. with some friends or whatnot. It's like you said, it's a great movie to watch around Halloween time. It has yes. nothing to do with the Halloween series, but it's it's, it's a Halloween movie. Like the the season of Halloween. Yep. I'll give it a six point five. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, exactly what I gave it. Nice. Did you write it down beforehand? No. You always write your dang scores down so we can go back. All right. 
Write your scores down in your notebooks. We don't forget. I'm going to write that to you. All right. I'm going to go pee now. Oh, God. All right. We'll first break. We'll be back in a minute, folks. Okay. We're back <laughs> again <laughs> after a minor technical difficulty. What, what time is uh what time is it? What's what, what, what are we doing right now, Drunk Darius? It's 11.47 p.m. and it's time for a shotgun review. <laughs> I'm glad we redid that. <laughs> yeah, right. Shotgun reviews. Uh, we're, we're balls deep in the Halloween month, so we challenge. Actually, I challenge myself and Drunk Darius to the 31 days of Halloween movie marathon, whatever you want to call that thing. Yeah. 31 horror movies in the month of Halloween. And we're both a little bit behind, so I've got a little bit more. We've been busy. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's tough. I was on vacation, fishing trip. Um, I mean, if you're a sports fan, it's really difficult, especially a hockey fan. I watch hockey like every single night, so yeah, it's tough to fit movies in. Everyone watches hockey. All the cool people do. So we're gonna get into this because we have a lot of movies to cover, and and wait till you guys see our episode. Well, that one will be up. Actually, you'll you'll have already listened to it, our two-parter, because it was a four-hour episode for crying out loud. So we'll get into it. The first movie I saw was Tales of Halloween, 2015, rated R. The plot summary is, Ten stories are woven together by their shared theme of Halloween night in an American suburb where ghouls, imps, aliens, and axe murderers appear for one night only to terrorize unsuspecting residents. Great movie. Have you seen it? Is that the one with like the creepy clown on the cover? No. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Maybe I haven't. It's solid. This is like the most Halloween, Halloween movie. Probably. It's kind of like a trick-or-treat, but it's it, yeah, more it's, horror. Yep, it's trick-or-treat, but but a newer trick-or-treat. It's it's great. I mean, it's this is more Halloween than Halloween 3 Season of Witch. Just slaps what? you right across the face with its big floppy wiener. It's Halloween. I gave it an 8. Great movie. Right. The next one I have, uh, I I saw six movies to Drunk Darius's. I wrote down three. Okay, I've seen I've seen a lot. Okay, well to your to your three. So I'm gonna do two to his one. My next one is called Witchcraft, 1988, rated R, coming in at 95 minutes. Now this movie I forgot I had this. My uncle's little backstory. I'm trying to get two sidetracked here too emotional back <laughs> not quite back in the day I like to say my uncle's girlfriend worked at some kind of distributing or movie distributing warehouse thing so she got a bunch of screeners in weird movies so like every what? birthday or you yeah. just not telling me this yeah well dude I, this was back in the mid 90s I was I was, a, I was a kid but she like every birthday or Christmas or whatever I would just get piles of, of movies and one of them was this movie I think a lot of these movies, she might. It was in Minneapolis, so she might have worked at one of those companies where they will buy rights and and you know slap them on a DVD kind of thing, yeah. release them. I, I don't know how that works, but this movie is ultra low budget. I'm I'm looking at it on IMDb and it only has 551 reviews. Really? So this movie is like pretty rare. That's cool. And I was surprised. I saw this like drunkenly one night in college with a bunch of buddies. I watched it again. What I wrote down was Rosemary Baby Ripoff, but it was a good movie. I gave this a 7 out of 10 for a movie that is just super 80s, obscure, ultra low budget. It was actually pretty good. So that is a movie I do recommend checking out because I 
I would put money on the fact that almost every single horror fan out there probably has never even heard of or seen this movie because no. it's that obscure. So. I like that. Go ahead with your next one. Witchcraft, 1988-7. Oh, man. I want to find some good old, older movies. I have uh, 2018. The, it's just called Apostle. I heard about that, yeah. Just it's on Netflix. Up. Okay. London, 1905. Prodigal son Thomas Richardson has returned home, only to learn that his sister is being held for ransom by a religious cult. Determined to get her back at any cost. Uh, usually I don't like these kind of movies based in London and the... Uh, so much Edgar Allan Poe bullshit, but I like this one a lot. It, was a di- it had a different take, and I love cult movies, so I give it an yep. 8. Nice, very nice. The next movie I saw was... 2008, I didn't write, oh yeah, I did. 2018, Goosebumps 2, Haunted <laughs> Halloween. It's rated PG. <laughs> I, uh, uh, my wife and I took our kids to it. Uh, I was actually very surprised at this movie. Part of it was, is, is we have a three and a five-year-old, and I think it was a little bit too scary, especially for a three-year-old. <laughs> but yeah. we took... We took our kids and then the Andersons, Wyatt, uh, we took them too. Yeah. But it was it was fun. Uh, it's it's, I mean, it's the Goosebumps series. Everybody's probably heard of it. But the, the summary, I guess you can say, two young friends find a magic book that brings a ventriloquist's dummy to life. It was a really good movie. Uh, R.L. Stein book. I grew up reading R.L. Stein books in school. So What's I, that dummy's name? Oh, that's one thing, too. He was in here. I can't remember his name. But one part of that, the scariest part of this movie was the dummy's voice was the exact same. It had to have been the exact same person that did the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. Uh, there's an old, the most famous dummy from uh, Goosebumps. I can't that's who it was. Name. That's who's in this movie. He was the bad guy in it. Your wife. She has one. Yes. yes. She told me about it. Hide it in my other sister's bed. So when she wake up in the morning, that little dummy was there laying next to her. Oh, that'd be <laughs> I, have to, I have to find that. That's that's somewhere oh, in my house. Dummy's name is gonna kill me. Yeah. No, that yeah, that's it's the exact same dummy. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's it was a good movie. I gave it an eight and a half actually. And this one is also super th- this Kid one friendly. Well, yeah, but it's also super Halloween. I mean, this is a movie that will definitely put you in the Halloween. I should say this one's probably just as much, if not more, Halloween than Tales of Halloween. It's it's awesome. Start to finish is nothing but Halloween. The entire right. movie takes place, I think, on Halloween night. Yeah. So. And Jack Black, I think he plays the voice. He plays R.L. Stein. Oh, he does. Yeah. No, he plays R.L. Stein in the first one. He plays the voice of a dummy in the second one. No, he plays R.L. Stein in this one. Oh, does he? I Dude, the he voice didn't... of the dummy is the exact, I told you, is the exact same person that's from Tales from the Crypt. Okay. It's creepy. The creepiest part of that damn movie is that dummy. Okay. Definitely horror. Definitely kids horror. Uh, am I up again? I am, aren't I? Yeah. Um, let me pull this one up here real quick. I'll give you a hint. It stars Ethan Hawke and Tara Reid. It's mm. a 2005 movie. Sounds like a 2005 movie. Yep. it's comes in at 96 minutes. It's rated R. It got a 2.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, my God. <laughs> Based off of a video game. It's, it's not, I'm not 
not not Resident Alone in the Dark. Okay. This is a guilty pleasure of mine because I am a sucker for video game movies. And did I say Ethan Hawke? I meant Christian Slater. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry. God dang it. Christian Slater and Tara Reid. I still always get those two guys mixed up. How? I I have how my weird brain works. Um, Yeah, this one is, I don't know, it was directed by, how he's get his name mixed up, Yui Bowl or Uwe Bowl. He's also done House of the Dead, and I mean, he's probably considered like the worst horror movie director of all time. (laughs) I doubt that. It was all right. It's a detective of paranormal... A detective of the paranormal slowly unravels mysterious events with deadly results. So wasn't didn't he play that same role in like uh, Insidious or um, a more recent movie? Not the Possession. Who? Christian Slater? Oh no, yeah, I'm still thinking Ethan Hawke. Oh, oh yeah, he did play. Yeah, he played the dad of. Uh, I mean, he was also in the first Purge, but he played. The main one in... Yeah, it is in Insidious. He's in the first Insidious where he finds the film reels. Yeah. Yep. No, that's him. All right, you're up. What do you got? Uh, It's a documentary, actually. Nice. It's called Three Identical Strangers. Never heard of it. It's about... uh, I don't want to give too much away because... I'm not going to give anything away. I'm going to read the thing. Okay. Okay, identical triplets become separated at birth and adopted by three different families. Years later, they find out that they that they have brothers, that they're triplets. But that's all I'm going to say. Like, they didn't know that they... And it's they, a documentary? Yeah. Like, okay. they, they thought they were single children. They all knew they were adopted, but they didn't know that they were part of triplets. Hmm. And it's weird, and it's like a... It's really fucked up because it really shows how little control we have over our own lives. Yeah. But that's all I'm going to say. Crazy. What do you rate it? I'm going to give it a seven. I think it could have been shot in half the time because it really hits the climax like probably about halfway. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie we just kind of see how they deal with what happened yeah but it's it's fucked up it's scary it's a true s- story not sc- scary in like a horror sense but like scary like how little control we have sure. like no, people I, can fuck with you I gotcha my next two also I've got a funny story with these it's one of those I actually have the receipt in this so you know, back in the day, we, we would go, like, you know, making the trip to the big town to go to Best Buy. You know, they had the best DVD selection ever. Yeah. So, this is a four-pack that I picked up. It was super cheap. I want to say it was, like, $11 or something. But I got this. The receipt's from 2005. So, I stopped by Best Buy, and I got this. It's a four-pack of movies. And it's basically, it's it's four Spanish movies from the 70s. Like in Spanish? No, they're dubbed. And they're dubbed really bad. Yeah. So, I mean, they were Spanish, but they were, you know, some production company bought them and dubbed them and put them out on a DVD. So, I have two of them that I've watched so far. Stay tuned for uh, next episode where I will talk about the other two. But the first one that I have 
uh, it was funny because when I watched this back in 2005 with my one buddy, I sent him a picture. All I did was send him a picture of me watching this, and he remembered exactly what movie it was. I can't couldn't believe that I remembered it. But the first one's called Horror Rises from the Tomb, or... Um, yeah, I mean, some of these have different movies, but if you IMDb Horror Rises from the Tomb, you'll find it. It's a 1973 movie, rated R, 88 minutes. The best part about this movie is you see a shit ton of boobs. Lots of boobs, lots of hot Italians. It's pretty sweet. A lot, a lot um, of pubic hair, I assume. A little bit, not much. <laughs> In medieval, medieval France, a warlock is beheaded and his... And his wife uh, tortured and executed hundreds of years later an isolated group of people discover his head buried on their property soon it comes back to life possessing people and using them to commit sacrifices and to search for the rest of his body it was good it was good and and I'm not a fan of these older movies I really just don't think they hold up so I I mean a six might seem low but I gave this a six but it's a six for a movie like this is pretty solid, so I would suggest yeah. if you're a fan of, of older movies or older horror, uh, especially foreign, you know, this one's Spanish, but it's dubbed. Uh, it's dubbed really bad, and the sound effects are really bad, and the acting is actually pretty good. It's but an old kung fu movie. Yeah, the, the effects are pretty bad. But, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I gave it a six. So for what it's worth, you know, I thought it was a – I thought it was a pretty good movie. Do you have one more? Yes. Go ahead. I got one more too. So I was a little timid on saying this because I might want to cover it in the future, which I still might. Yeah, just don't say. But it's called uh, "We Are Still Here." It's a 2015 movie. Have you seen it? Uh, I've heard of it. No. Okay. (laughs) It is in 1979. Following the death of their son Bobby in a car accident, Anne and Paul have decided to move to a new home in rural New England. Paul hopes that it will be therapeutic for Anne as the death has caused her to set a spiral into deep depression. However, as soon as they arrive, Anne starts claiming that Bobby is present in the house. So basically, it's a couple, they're dealing with the death of one of their, it's a grown Don't couple. Give too much away, yeah. All their kids are adults, and one of their kids died in a car accident, so they move out to this world house, and the mom starts seeing the son, the dead son. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. Crazy. It's it's good. It's good. It's fun. I give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. The last movie I saw is called Zombie Flesh Eaters, but it also has an alternate name called Horror of the Zombies. This one's 1974. It's 89 minutes. These, I guess the plot summary is the living corpses of the Satan-worshipping Knights Templar hunt for victims in a 16th century galleon. What year was this? 1974. I might have to check this one out. I would check out the other one before this one. I gave this one a five. Okay. But that's still pretty good. I mean, it's average. And, and if I saw this on, I'd watch it again. But it's just not as entertaining as the other one. But again, for a movie like this, that's this old, you know, I, I really don't dig these old movies and I don't go out of my way to watch them. But this one was pretty solid. Um, for what it's worth, I gave it a five. It, it, it's basically like a ghost pirate ship kind of deal. There's some really bad acting elements of this. <laughs> um, and you, 
back in the day it was probably awesome, but now it's super cheesy and you can totally tell like the tricks they were trying to trying to do and go with and all that kind of stuff. So, but no, uh, zombie flesh eaters or it's alternate title horror of the zombies. I gave it a five out of 10. Cool. Cool. That's all I got. All right. Let's get into our second movie review. The second feature review. Let's flip some pages here. It's and get the back. new movie. The new as in 1998, I think. Uh, 90, is it 98 or 99? Uh, it's 1999. So this movie is The Blair Witch Project 1999. Rated R. Clocking in at a short, fast-paced 81 minutes. Guess what this got on IMDb? Ooh, this is a tough one because... I'm going to say a 6. Uh, 6.4. Okay. I was going to say 6 or 7. So yep. Would this get on Rotten Tomatoes? A. 87%. Okay. Yep. It was directed by Myrick, or sorry, Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Um, Daniel Myrick doesn't really, I mean, he's done some stuff, but nothing too recognizable. Eduardo Sanchez actually has a couple. Um, his, his main one is VHS 2, and also the movie Exists. Well, VHS 2. He had a spot in it, or he did like he, the whole movie. Or, or yeah, maybe he, he must have, well, I don't know. I guess it didn't say anything. Maybe he did the whole movie. Okay. I'm not really sure. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, it, it stars Heather Donahue. Obviously, all these actors use their real names in the movie. She has, you know, quite a few acting gigs. Nothing too memorable. Michael C. Williams also quite a few, but nothing too memorable. Um, Joshua Leonard, on the other hand, he's loaded. He's been in a lot of stuff. Really? Yep, mostly obscure, but what I wrote down was The Town That Dreaded Sundown and Hatchet. Okay. So he's got some horror crap underneath him. So there's tons of trivia on this movie. This this was kind of difficult to narrow some of the main points down. Yeah. Uh, as most people know, this movie, there's still a lot of people out there that think this was based on a true story. And everything of this movie was made up, including the, the whole mythology of Blair Witch. So there's nothing zero zilch true about this movie what's the bell witch the bell witch yeah i don't know i think that might be in england but go on no this one was 100 percent made up um i guess the main thing that this is known for is the uh the record it has for the top box office ratio so guess what the budget for this movie was i already looked Sixty thousand. 60,000 and guess what it made did you look to 250 248 million. So this one had the best ratio for, I mean, a low budget. And that'd be Halloween, right? Yeah. But also I, I was reading too, is, is that's not entirely accurate because Inflation. It, it was 60, well, no, it was 60,000 to make the film, but also, um, oh, I said film, I got a drink. Drink bits. Took 60,000 to make it, but they ran into, I think they spent like, 20 million or something marketing it and some other stuff. So, no, say I did not yeah. know that. They did good at marketing. They, they spent a lot in marketing it. Marketing almost made this movie, which it's hard to explain that to people that weren't around at yeah. that time. Well, I mean, when this was getting, you know, put in for the film festivals, I think it was the Cannes Film Festival, they put uh, posters up of like missing 
So they would put like Blair Witch Project yeah. with the people, but they'd have like missing posters and stuff. That's cool. So I mean, this this was very similar to in a lot of ways to Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. So it's similar in the fact that it's a, a found footage movie. Similar with the fact that my next bullet point is the actors' families got sympathy cards. And they had to go into hiding for a year after the movie came out. The actors did. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. So about people. That, so. so actually. So like it. they, yeah, they could believe it. And yeah. this is before the internet actually was. I mean, the I internet was it. there, but it wasn't. Yeah. No one knew how to use now. it. Yeah. 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 So it was. It was pretty cool in that. I mean, there was. There's still people that think it's it's real. The. Uh, I mean. There was a lot of cool techniques, I guess, used by the directors and on how they did everything. Um, you know, just also with. So I guess the actors. One of the cool things was is they they gave the actors less food each day on yeah. purpose to kind of make them a little bit more irritable and, yeah. and and you know make it look more realistic. It only took eight days to shoot, but it took eight months to edit. Um, when when they did the casting call for the actors, uh, they they oh what was the question? Um, oh, the audition that's what it was. The audition they only got one thing. They got put into the audition room, and the directors looked at them and said, uh, "You've been on you've been in prison for ten years, um, and you're trying to get on parole." What do you say? And if there's any hesitation or anything, like they were like, "Up oh, next, next." And the way they chose Heather Donahue is, is she said, I shouldn't be on parole or I shouldn't get out or something like that. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's pretty creative. I think, yeah. Right. Yep. When they did get the actors hired who they wanted for the movie, they only gave them a 35-page mythology outline. So yeah. there's nothing about lines. There's nothing about there's anything. No, there's there no script. A, yeah, there's no script. It was just an outline of the mythology and kind of an outline as far as, as you know, the direction of the movie. Otherwise, uh, it was 100% ad-libbed. There Improv. was really not much direction with them. Yeah. The actors shot like 90-some percent of the movie uh, themselves. Yeah, and they edit a bunch out. Yep. I like mean, lots. they didn't. Not the actors, but yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing I saw was kind of funny uh, because well, tomorrow's opening pheasant in in uh, Iowa, so I'm I'm going out hunting in the morning. Of probably course, hungover as shit. We all know that, right? But the, <laughs> that ties into my next bullet point here, which uh, they had terrible turnout. So there's two kind of aspects with hunting in the area where this movie was shot. Really, part of it was is is a lot of the hunters were too scared to go into those woods, <laughs> so there was like low. Why? Because they thought the movie was real. They thought oh, there was really? a real Blair Witch. So part of it was... Is so this why they were filming? No, this was after. like after they after okay. they're filming. So there was, there was you know, some people that... There was the DNR reported low tags bought for that year. Yeah. But also when they did start, um, you know, people start hunting again, basically that area was impossible to hunt because everybody and their mother... Wanted to go see Went, it. Wanted to go there. And it's really not that small or not that big of an area. That's what they say in the movie. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's super tiny. But I mean, like when they're filming the movie, they, they said that they would be like sometimes within yards of like someone's house or, or, or you know, I mean, they made it seem like. There was a couple of times I thought I heard a car playing. Probably because you probably did. Yeah. yeah. So 
Uh, and then the last thing I have is this is the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes that was also up for a Razzie, which is the worst movie. So really? It was up for a Razzie. Huh? It was, yeah. Some people fucking hated it. I could understand if you yep. don't get it, I guess. Uh, all I got is I think I heard that along with maybe giving them a little less food and just throwing them out there. They didn't know where the film crew was a lot of the time. That's true. So they were literally were messing with them. So yeah. like a lot of the real like horror and angriness and is real scares r- and, is real. Know, when, when they're shaking the tent, that was not planned. Yeah, yeah. So those actors, I mean, obviously they probably try to play along, but yep. a lot of the times that's real anger and yep. no terror in there. Also, when I think it was Josh, when Josh goes missing, yeah, um, the director slipped a note to him, so the other two actors didn't know that in the middle of the night he left and got up. Really? So, yep. So then they woke those actors up, and they're like, "Where the fuck is Josh at?" So that's all that whole scene. That's genius. Came in, yeah. Well, I, cool. they couldn't even do it today because because of this film, probably. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So there's a few things I wanted to kind of discuss because this movie has got some great discussion topics. There's a couple things I want to talk about before we got into breaking it down. Uh, the first thing is, I guess this is kind of opinion based, but I want to talk about how you see if or if not this is an instant classic. To me, it is an instant classic on the same likes as you know Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween. Yeah. In that it really opened the door for found footage movies. It did, but didn't really hit their stride until like 10 years after this, probably. True. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, because also 10 years before this as well, well, maybe a little bit more than 10 years, you had Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely wasn't the first, but I really think that this, I mean, this movie broke a lot of... uh, uh, I don't want to say rules or whatever, but I mean, this really flipped the film world upside down with yeah. everything. I mean, for a movie, you know, to come out and do what it did as far as, you know, it's super scary at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, making people believe it was real. It seemed and, so and, real. Did you think yeah. it was real when it came out? I did, yeah. Because I remember, I saw this in the movie theater. Yeah. And I remember... It wasn't quite as scary now as it was when I saw it. But when I saw it in, you know, ninth grade or whatever yeah. it was, 10th grade, this movie was f- scared the shit out of me. Um, and I don't think it holds up as well as it did. But back then it was, you know, it was at its A game for that kind of stuff. But yeah, I remember there was a lot of talk where some people were like, oh, it's fake. And there's a lot of people saying, no, it's true. It's it was a debate, true. though. Like, it was a debate, yeah. If it came out yeah. today, I would be like, it's fake, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like maybe seven or eight when this came out. I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I thought of it as the same par as like Santa Claus at the time. Really? No. It's like it's probably not real, but it could be. It could be real. Yeah, it might be real. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I thought this. I thought this has got to be an instant classic, and and I really don't hear people talk about it enough. I feel like. Y- younger people can't appreciate it for what yeah. it was at the time. I think it's one of those movies, like, I I feel like there's got to be a list of movies you need to show 
people that are getting into the genre yeah. before they go and get ruined by these phenomenal movies that we have out now. Overproduced. Like the Witch and, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, not overproduced. Yeah, the but Witch yeah, those movies like that, I feel like those movies kind of ruin it because they're just done so well and, and yeah. they're a lot more effective as far as, you know, being scary and... Well, this, as a found footage movie, it's really good because there's no, like, background music. That is the next thing I wanted to talk about, actually. And it's just, like, a crappy, like, bad cameras that they're recording yep. with. And, like, a lot of it's, like, boring kind of downtime. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're just watching it, you, like, you could think, this is kind of boring. But yeah, it's it, real. They're like, it, it's in, like, a real-life situation, real. yeah. this is what it would be, you know? Yep. It's not over-sensationalized. Which makes the ending even more scary. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to talk about was the fact that this used no sound effects, no music, no score, no nothing. Yeah. Put put that in the same uh, conversation as something like Halloween, where when Halloween first came out, before it had that, that score that it does, yeah. test audiences were like, it's it was like a zero on scariness. Yes. Like, oh, this isn't scary or freaky at all. Look how powerful that actual score is for Halloween and that, I mean, you put it up there with like Jaws and and Friday the 13th. I mean, that's like the most notorious sound in, you know, horror movie history. It's amazing. And this movie was that effective with nothing. So I feel like, I mean, part of me is like, gosh, this, if this did get a little bit, you know, produced and, and edited and, you know. Hollywoodified or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I think it could have been even, you know, more scary. But then it might take away from the fact that. Well, I think it almost seems boring for a while. Yeah. But I think if you if it were real, that's exactly how it would be. You You're know? right. Yeah, and I was gonna say that's that's the flip side of that coin, is that probably um, part of it could be a little bit scarier. But then part of it is is you know then you know, you're, you're, you're making it more Hollywood and not as realistic. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty unbelievable that this movie was that effective and scary with nothing as far as like sound and music or anything like that. So, all right, let's get into it. Do you think it holds up? Well, I do because I remember it at the time. Yeah. But I don't know if I could tell my 17-year-old nephew to watch it and he might be like, this is bullshit. So it holds up to maybe people of the time. Yeah. But nowadays, ah, fuck, even still it might hold up. Yeah. Because they might even not, they won't recognize how little technology we had back then. Yeah. I mean, there was, it was in the 90s, so mm-hmm. there's plenty of technology compared to the but 80s. But the movie, not with this movie, there's like zero technology with this movie. No, no. And there's no sound boom. There was no fancy Well, I'm cameras. saying they didn't have cell phones yeah. or anything like that. I think for the most part, it, it holds up, but I think it was a lot more effective when I saw it back in the day. Is the, maybe is because I was younger as well, but then you don't have anything else to compare it to either. So I think the marketing campaign really added yeah. into it. I so agree. like you can't even get the full effect of it anymore. I agree. But I, I, I got one little issue with it, but we'll get to that. All right. Let's get rocking. Okay. All right. So we got these three college kids. Film students, I'm assuming. We got Heather. She's like 
the director type, and then the two guys, Mike and Josh, they're mostly cameramen, I think. Yeah. And they're going to investigate this Blair Witch. They're doing like some kind of documentary or project or whatever. Something like that. But on the Blair Witch. They go to this town called Burkittsville, which used to be called Blair. So that's where we get the Blair Witch from. But it's called Burkittsville now. And they go into all these townies and interview a bunch of them. And this is where we really kind of get the backstory, which is a lot of foreshadowing. Yep. Uh, it's October 1994, which I like that. I think, is it Maryland? I think so, yeah. So I, I like Somewhere that. Somewhere northeast. I love October in like Midwest or even northeast. Yep. So like, love that feeling. So it's like kind of cold, but not super cold yet. So they're all kind of in coats or hoodies, but not way dressed up. Oh, it starts out, this is the first line we see in the movie. It says, in October 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland, while shooting a documentary. One year later, their footage was found. So in 1999, when this came out, you're like, oh, shit, this is real. Like, yeah. Yep. The cops just found this footage, and we're about to watch it. It's a little bit edited. So, uh, they're going shopping for supplies. Uh, Getting some rice and marshmallows and juicy juice yeah, box. Yeah, you know, the guys. Yep, the, the essentials for Blair Witch hunting. Uh, it's very clear that it's just... I, this is where the old... Where I feel old, but I can't stress it enough that it's just like an old handheld fucking yeah. camera. VHS. That's what the quality is. It's kind of shaky all over the place. They go through town. They go to the cemetery where these kids passed away. Event, I think in the 40s, some guy was caught murdering a bunch of kids. Uh, and they go into detail as far as how that happens. Yes. Too. The first guy they interview says there's an old hermit from the 1940s. Young kids started disappearing. Cops found the bodies of seven kids in his basement. Yep. Or in his house. And we see a lady holding her kid while they're interviewing her. And then the way they explain how they died is, is he'd make them stand in the corner before yeah. he, while he killed one. He killed one, and then he'd make the others stand in the corner, stand and look in the corner so that they couldn't see why he killed them. Yep. Uh, we get a lady with the kids. She's telling the same story that we kind of just said, and the kids like, "Stop! Stop it! Stop!" Like trying to cover her mouth. And this, this was like actual local people. These weren't actors. Yeah, they were actors. Oh, they were? Yep. They were planted by the directors. But the, uh, oh, the, the old film, lady, was it? Yes, she was. No, she was a local. Th- she, she was. She wasn't telling a true... None of them were, like, telling true stories. No, they were all planted by the directors, but the film students didn't know. Oh, so that lady... Um, I didn't know that. I thought that old lady was just, like, coming up with shit. No, that old lady replied to something at the university as far as wanting, like, a... Uh, 
like a fill-in actor or something. So that's that's where she came from. The other ones were just people that the directors found and gave them like a little bit of a snippet to say, and they were planted. But at, at the time, like you know, the the actors didn't know that they the actors didn't know that they um, were part of it. I guess you can say really. So they, okay, yeah, they were all in on it. And I thought the old lady was it. No, she was too. Okay, so anyways, they're interviewing all these people. We're hearing the story of this crazy witch in the woods. Bullshit. And then Mary Brown, the old lady I've been talking about, and she gives a description. She says she saw the witch. She said, it was like a woman with horse fur all over her body. <laughs> and like her, oh, she had fur all over her. <laughs> she, she grabbed my arm. Says a bunch of... But then she goes on to say a bunch of other crazy shit that has nothing to do with the Blair yep. Witch, so it makes us, like, discount her whole story. Discredit. Same. Unless she was giving Same. you half off on her story fees. Yup. Yeah, so they talked to a bunch of people, blah, blah, blah. So then they go backpacking out in these woods, and it's supposed to be a relatively small area. They're supposed to go out just for, like, the weekend, for, like, two nights. Yeah, and they go out to find this Blair Witch. Uh, yeah, so oh, they're... Go on. Go, you know, you go ahead. I was just trying to kill some dead time. <laughs> uh, well... Heather, they go and find this coffin rock, and they tell a story about how, like, they, like, hung three guys out on yeah, this rock. Yeah, she did, like, a monologue or something on this rock. It doesn't really have to do anything. It was just, like, the bloody history of these woods yep. kind of thing. And they're out roaming around. Like, this is the entire movie until the end. They're roaming around, and they get lost in the woods. Yeah, I mean, there's... There was probably what I would say most of the movie was after the first 14 minutes, I think I read, there's no other characters other than these three. Yeah. So the entire movie up until where it gets crazy at the end is them camping. Um, they're they're you know trying to walk around and, and and get more information on this whole Blair Witch deal. Uh, but it starts getting weird. I mean, they start after the first. Is it after the the first night they get the rock pile? No, hold on. Well, okay. first we got Heather. Is like she's got leading it. Yeah, and she really wants to keep filming and everything. Then we got Josh and Mike are kind of like the film like the. the Cameraman, and they keep getting pissed at her because, like, she says she's nowhere she's going. They cross a river, and then we hear something drop in the river. Did you even catch that? that something dropped in the river. Yeah, that wasn't the map, was it? I think it was. No, not at that point, I don't think. Okay. But, yeah, she's got this map. She keeps insisting she knows where she's going, and clearly she does it, right? Did you think that she didn't know where the fuck she was going? Or do you think she was just lying to him? I think part of it was is she was lying to them, but she was, like, so bullheaded and wanting to get the story kind of thing, you know? So, like, she knew where she was going? and I think kind said, of. I think she was kind of guessing, too. Yeah. 
Okay, so first night we hear they go and camp out in these woods. You start hearing like branches breaking and shit. Yeah. It reminded me of like a, I don't know, people listening. Like out in the woods when the snow gets real heavy on an old dead tree. Yeah. The big old branch will crack yeah. and break and hit the ground. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. But like over and over again. This is what they keep hearing. They think like some hillbillies are messing with them. There's a deliverance quote in there, or reference, I should say. I've never seen deliverance, but I get the. Oh yeah. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Just like hillbillies in the woods type. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. <laughs> All right, two what days. What is considered horror? Ah, uh, I would I consider it probably in the same vein as uh. Well, you've never seen it. I haven't, but I know the whole. But I'll, I'll, I'll see what I am. Okay. Says. I'm not gonna watch it, so don't request it. Uh, all right, so it's getting dark. It's raining. They keep hearing noises again and again. What the fuck was that? Mike starts freaking out. They're lost. It keeps going on. They're lost again. So most of the story is just they're fucking lost. Yep. And then... Are we on the second night yet? Yeah. After the f- second night, they find three rock piles. piles right outside of the tent. But, like, obviously, this was a natural rock pile. Yep. Like someone built these here. So someone's fucking with them. So they think maybe it's hillbillies. But you know what? Like, in most horror movies, it's like, they're skeptics. Mm-hmm. And I think in this, they jump right to the witch pretty quick. Yeah. Like, they're skeptic for a little bit, but, but then... No, no, none of them want to admit it, though. No, not yeah, but they're all yeah. like, something fucking weird is going on. And then they can't find the map. They think Heller is messing with them, because she says she can't find the map, and she had the map. Bunch of more fighting. Like, it's mostly the guys versus Heller, Josh and Mike versus Heller yelling mm-hmm. at her. Well, because she's kind of the one in charge. So. And she's, like, so fucking dead set on filming this. Yep. And they, yeah, she wants to film everything, and they're, like, kind of, all right, I've had it. Let's. These guys know. are like, let's get the fuck out of here. Quit filming. Who gives a shit? And then uh, the guys are kind of losing it, like, mentally laughing and stuff. And they walk through the creek, and Heather gets her shoes wet. And she's like, don't laugh at me. Forget my shoes wet. Like, Josh is like, Heather, we all have our shoes wet. We don't care. We're just yeah. losing it. And then Mike finally admits that he kicked the map into the creek. Yeah. So at this point, I wrote down, I was like, do you think that Mike was losing it at this point? I don't know. I don't know. Or if he literally did possession part kick, or something. I don't know. Or? Like, did he really kick it into the creek or is he just I, saying I think that? so. Which, that's what I was saying. There was an audible splash when they crossed that. Yeah. Earlier. But a map's not going to sound like that. I mean, whether no. they have the map written on a rock? I don't think so. But he he says, like, well, the map was useless, so that's why I did it. Which it kind of was, because yeah. I think it was pretty clear Heather didn't know what the fuck she was doing. But even though she said she knew where she was going. Well, it wasn't even that. It was like a, the woods kept changing on them. It wasn't even her fault. Are we at really? the point where they double back into the circle? No, that, that okay. comes up. So this is still only the second night, right? So the third day 
is like Monday, right? So yeah. this are we yeah. on Sunday right now then? And they have to like get back to work and drop the camera off and shit on, on Monday? Yes. Okay. So yeah, so you can tell like they're starting to get worried. It's like and, I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah. My girlfriend's gonna notice I'm gone. That shit, they keep fighting, but Heather loses their shit on Mike for kicking the map in the creek. Even if he, I don't, I'm still not sure if he did or didn't do it. I don't know. I don't think he, or yeah, I think he did lose the map and throw it in the creek, but I just, I don't think that's what that sound was that you heard. Okay. But I don't think it mattered because I, I don't, yeah. Either she didn't know she was going or it didn't matter because that everything kept changing, but it's not obvious yet. And then they come up on a bunch of uh, like voodoo shit. One of them says Mike or Josh says voodoo shit, and it's these like stick figures, like yep. literally made out of sticks. Which is like if you ever seen cover art for it, that's what you'll see. Is like yep. you see it right now. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. sticks tied together, look like a human, and they're all hanging from the trees. Yep. Uh, okay, so it's getting dark again. They decided not to light the fire this night or, like, have any lights on it because clearly someone's messing with them. Yeah, because the first, the first, yeah, so Two this nights. is their fourth night, I think. Yeah. So the first night they didn't do a fire and, and nothing happened. And then the next two nights they lit a fire and shit happened. So they're like... Let's not light a fire tonight because maybe, you know, they'll they leave us alone draw and won't attract them. Yeah. Yes. Did that work, Drunk Darius? What? <laughs> not lighting the fire? Uh, no, it did not. Oh, and this whole movie is with these bad camcorders, so, like, it's real dark and kind of blurry, mm-hmm. which makes it seem a lot more realistic, I think. Like, it does. If you're a new watcher, you might not you might be turned off by it, but I think it seems a lot more realistic. Yeah. It's it's the it's the stereotypical found footage, first person point of view, shaky cam kind of thing. So Oh yeah, yeah. So the a few times they wake up in the tent in the middle of the night and this night the tent just starts shaking like what the fuck so they just take off sprinting out of the tent yeah honestly that's what i'd rather sit there or fucking take off running i don't know what you would do i would probably not take off running i would stay there but they could easily break it whoever's outside could break it inside i don't know i don't know what i would do yeah i'd probably stay there but they just run out into the middle of the woods and like shut everything off and kind of hide and like an hour later the light comes up like the sun does go back to their tent spot and Josh's shit is thrown all over the ground like someone was clearly there and there's like some sticky goo all over his shit it was actually KY jelly in real life (laughs) I read that oh no it literally was KY jelly yeah did the actors know that I don't know. That's funny. So maybe Josh is the first target. I don't know. Guys keep saying, Heather, quit recording. Like, we're done with doing this movie. This this happens over and over again. Keep moving. They're wandering lost. They keep fighting. It's getting dark again. Uh, They... 
travel back. They just keep walking in one direction, and they finally get back to... They go to this creek, and it's the same log that they had already crossed, like, a day earlier. So now, like, what the fuck? We've been walking in one direction this whole time, and we got to the same spot we already crossed. Freaky. Everyone's freaking out. It's getting darker again. So there's a lot of cuts, like, in between. Like, we don't see the entire day. But it cuts soon. It's getting darker again. They decide to camp for another night, even though every single night has gotten worse every time they camp. Now, Mike, the one that was freaking out before, is the voice of reason. Josh is losing it on Heather. Whatever. Fourth night in the tent. They're talking friendly. They wake up in the morning, and it's just Mike and Heather, and they can't find Josh. Josh is gone. So Josh had been the voice of reason until, like, this last night. And now, in the morning, he's gone. Like, oh, he's probably just... He's just close. He's went to the bathroom or something. Yeah, right. And, like, they're really starting to lose it now. And they, like, kind of look for him. And then, like, we see them talking a little bit. We don't know what happens. Then all of a sudden, cut to, and it's night again. And it's just Mike and Heather. Josh is gone. Like, it, we don't even see any of their day. I don't know. Yeah. And then they're in the tent again, wake up in the middle of the night again, and they hear screaming sounds in the distance. It sounds like Josh, right? Yeah. Well, we, we there is another spot, too, where they were all in the tent, and all of them. It was, was it before? Oh, yeah. It was right before the tent started shaking. Is that when they heard the kids and all that kind of oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. We hear, like, kids laughing. Yeah, and kids crying. laughing and playing. We hear yeah, a bunch of creepy noises. as fuck. Yeah. And then the, the tent started shaking, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty creepy. A lot of this, you hear noises or kind of see something, yeah. but because of their like recording equipment, you're not really yeah. sure what's going on. Yeah. Which I think it works good in this. Yeah. So so yeah so at this point, um, fast forward and yeah they they hear screaming, which they assume is Josh. Uh, yeah, they start yelling for him. They kind of run off into the woods with their little handheld camcorders. But it's dark, don't see anything. Uh, at this point, I like this because they're smart enough to know like something weird is going on. Like th- mm-hmm. this could be a trap. They're not. They that might not even be Josh. It's like I feel like in a lot of movies they're just like, that's Josh. Yeah, they'll they'll go head first. Yeah, just whatever. Uh, yeah. They go looking for him. Nothing happens, whatever. We cut to next morning. They find a bundle of sticks tied together with a piece of Josh's flannel shirt. And then they kind of go off and talk for a second. And Heather comes back to investigate the bundle of sticks. Yeah, you remember this part? Oh, yeah. She starts playing with it. She opens it up. What she notices is bloody. Yeah, yeah. It's like tied together in like the cloth. But it is like just literally like a bundle of sticks, a yeah. fag, if you will. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was a big fag. <laughs> yeah, but so she's like uh, untying it, notices the blood, and then we're seeing it through her holding the camera on it, and she's like ah screams and like pulls the camera away, like what the fuck? So then she comes back slowly. 
pulls the camera on to it and we see a tongue, I think it is. No, it's teeth. Teeth? It's teeth. I thought it was a tongue in there. No, no, it was bloody teeth. Okay, so we see some fucked up shit in there. So, like, yeah. someone tortured Josh. Uh, Josh was yelling for a reason. So Heather's traumatized, but she doesn't tell Mike what she saw. Mike's like, what's wrong? It's like, nothing. I'm just tired and hungry or whatever. Right? She didn't tell Mike. I don't know. I'm As soon as you said that, I'm wondering. I was like, God, did she not tell him? And is that why he ran into the fucking basement all headstrong? Maybe, but no. Yeah, that's she, a good point. She didn't tell I him. I don't remember that, and I wish I did. But but she's yeah. just like, oh, I'm just hungry, tired. Okay, then we get, this is our fifth night, then camping, this is where we get the most famous scene of her, like, holding the camera into her nostrils. Well, I'm assuming they didn't have, like, the little flip screen. Yeah, it was an accident, she didn't. So she couldn't see herself, so she's holding the camera to her face, so she couldn't see where it was on her face. So we got mostly her eyes. Well, it was only, like, half of her face. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, mom, I'm so sorry. What did you, did, what do you remember her saying in this scene? She was like just apologizing, I think, to everyone. I mean, like from before watching it recently. I don't remember. I remember her saying, I, I'm so scared right now. Yeah, yeah. That never happened in this movie. Oh, really? No, she never said that. I was waiting to write that down. She never said that. Oh, she said, wow. I, I'm so sorry. But she never said, I'm so scared right now. I think it was from the scary movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the spoof. Yeah. You're probably right. And yeah, because I, like, I was like, God, that is what she said, right? It's not rolling down. Yeah. But no, we just see her tears, maybe a little bit of snob. She's just apologizing to all their parents and stuff. Uh... Next scene is night again, and they hear someone yelling. Sounds like Josh. Like, someone's like, ah, ah, ah. Like, sounds like Josh is getting tortured again. They follow the sound. They come up on this old, creepy abandoned house in the middle of the woods. And I always wondered, if you lived in that house, is there a driveway or, like, a path to get there? That house was so overgrown and dilapidated that whatever was there is gone. I mean, there's nothing left So it just got overgrown. Yeah. Yep. They come up on it, and this is important. Each of them has a camera, so we're cutting to from each of their point of views, from each of their cameras, Mike and Heather's, Mm -hmm. and they're looking for Josh in this house. Mike goes running in, and Heather's just like, no, what are you doing? No, no, no. So Heather's basically following Mike through this house because... Mike's on a mission to find him, and Heather's, like, freaking out, like, don't go in there. And we kind of see him go through this old creepy house. This, like, old fireplace. Old school house. We keep hearing Josh yelling, so mostly it's through Mike running up, listening, trying to catch him, and Heather trying to follow Mike. And Mike runs up the stairs and we see all these bloody little handprints, like yep. little kid handprints on the walls. And they get upstairs and then they're both like, stop for a second. And they hear Josh yell again. And Mike's like, it's in the basement. It's in the basement. So he just takes off running and leaves Heather behind. And so like Heather's like, you, you see his camera, but you hear Heather like screaming bloody fucking murder. Like, yeah. yeah, bloody murder. And like, 
he's way ahead of her. I don't say way ahead of her, like a thirty seconds maybe. Yeah. But in the in the time of this movie, he's far enough to where he she can't see him, and we just see his camera running down the stairs. He goes down these stairs, slowly pan over this creepy basement and this like old brick, old brick basement, yeah. right? Like, and like. He slowly pans over. There's a wall. There's a wall. And then all of a sudden, we just hear... We keep hearing Heather yelling in the background for... And then, yeah, we hear... Something like that. And his he's yelling for Josh. And all of a sudden, he goes silent. His camera just hits the ground. And we just see, like, the ground from his camera. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Heather's camera running down looking for him. And she's down in the basement looking for him. She pans over slowly, looking around the walls. And then she sees Mike there. And he's standing in the corner. Facing the corner. Which means... Just like just like the whole mythology something or another where, you know, they're looking at the corner while the other ones get murdered. Yes. Crazy. And, she's and that's right. it. No. Well, then or, she gets a... Thump. Yep. Her camera hits the ground. And she goes silent, and then it's kind of blurry and shaky. I read, uh, I can't remember if it was her part or uh, my, or yeah, Mike's part, but there was actually, one of them didn't pan over far enough, and you were supposed to see the witch in a white gown. I was going to say that yeah. her camera there at the end, if we just saw like a little glimpse of the witch... Would have been so much scarier, yeah. or like a sl- her slowly coming into the camera. They should have showed the witch first with Mike, yeah, and then on her camera you saw him standing in the corner. That would have been creepy powerful. as fuck, dead. Yeah, that that's what the biggest problem I have with the editing is. Like I understand not showing. They were supposed it. to. It was actually supposed to do that, and there was someone standing there in a fucking witch costume outfit thing. But one of them didn't pan over far enough. Why couldn't they just reshoot that? I don't know. That would have been so much creepier. Even with her camera just laying there on the ground. And it was kind of shaking. Yeah. And we we would have just saw like a little bit of something. It would have been so fucking scary, dude. But, yeah, all right. But then that's the end. And then, obviously, from the beginning, someone just found this footage in the woods. Mm. We don't know what happened to it. No. But, yeah, that's the end. That's it. It was a quick movie. It was a short movie, but there was, yeah, they, it's it, fast paced. It's pretty freaky. There was some tense parts, but the the second act, the first act was a pretty good setup. The second act was slow. Yeah. The third act was solid. Just the payoff could have been a little better. Yeah. And. They just built up to it so much, and I was so scared to see that witch, and then she never showed up. I told Drunk Darius when uh, four buddies and I went up and did our fishing trip up in northern Minnesota. We were up near the Boundary Waters in the middle of nowhere, but we took my laptop, and um, I, I grabbed this movie. I grabbed a few movies, actually, but we only ended up watching this one. Because we started watching this one, and, and uh, we all started falling asleep like halfway through the first night. And then the second night, we started watching it again, but we started halfway through, and we were like, God, that was just really dumb to watch. Of all the movies, that was a terrible movie to watch. When were, we were you scared? 
a little bit. I mean, because we watched it. Um, we had a couple different tents. So this when we watched the end of it, we watched it in my one buddy's tent. And then me and another buddy were walking back to our tent. And I was like, yeah, that was a very smart one. <laughs> you should have brought some like pre-made like uh, stick figures. Oh, God. Yeah. Just hung them up when no one was watching. Well, one of, so there's kind of a funny side story, too. So we were grouse hunting, too. So earlier in the day, we you went. were what? bird hunting okay we went and uh shot some birds and uh my one buddy cleaned them well he took my at or my hatchet while we weren't looking and he like took the carcass of one and like hatcheted it to the tree right next to our tent that's the most fucked up thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 welcome to our our, our you guys are the horror story what are you talking about (laughs) i know what are you scared don't stumble upon our fucking (laughs) campsite so, but no, anyways, that's, that's Blair Witch. Um, you know, like I said, it's, it's 1999. It's, it's an original as far as I'm concerned, as far as the found footage you go. Yeah. I consider myself a found footage connoisseur. Yeah. I love the movies. I'll watch any found footage, whether or not someone tells me it's good or bad because I'll rate it myself. Yeah. I think it is a game changer in the genre uh, it's 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 an instant classic. I put it up there, as far as you know, with Halloween for the slashers and and, and that kind yeah. of stuff. Jaws for the shark movies, kind of thing. I mean, it's it's up there for found footage for sure. So, um, yeah. I mean, let's rate this bitch. I don't obviously I already fucking said it, but oh, I didn't hear you. for found footage. Oh. It's very realistic. Yes, like they don't over sensationalize it, and I think that might turn some people off because it could seem boring at some parts. But that's how it was gonna go. That's how it would go. But yeah, I'll write it. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it seven point five. Oh, you motherfucker! What you, you stealing my fucking? No. Nope. <laughs> I, I waited to write mine down so you wouldn't freaking rubberneck it and, and peek at it. So we have the exact same ratings on both of them uh, as well. Yeah, I, I am at a 7.5 as well. I, I don't think it would go over as well with younger no. people, but fuck those younger people. I think if they see it before they're before developed the, in the horror yeah. movie genre, I think it'll it'll go over better as far as that goes, but... Yeah, no, the Blair Witch Project, 7.5 for Boss Tuna, 7.5 for yours truly, Drunk Darius. Yeah, uh, but... Anything else to add to that before we get into the closing segments of the... Horror movie trivia? Yeah, the, the last thing we have before getting into next week's stuff is horror movie trivia, so... No, I got nothing else. You got nothing? You ready? Uh, I'm ready. Let's do this. The segment for the week is Drunk Darius's Horror Movie Trivia. So Okay. Topic of this week is the first Halloween. Oh, God. You think you're good at this? I am terrible at this because I haven't seen this movie in years. A couple years. All right. Two or three years. Who played the first ever Michael Myers? It's not Nick Castle. Uh, it is... It is. Okay. But... Is it a trick question or something? It was a trick question. Kind of. Well, the first Mike Myers we ever see is actually Deborah Hill. Oh, really? Yeah, as a little kid. We just see through 
her eyes because she's the only one small enough to hold the knife. Oh, sure. But that was actually the last scene they shot, so Nick Castle had already played Mike I Myers. I gotcha. Okay. All right, what were Lori's friends' names? No idea. Ah, it's Annie and Linda. Who was Annie's dad? The dark-haired one of the friends. No and idea. The sheriff. Oh, man. Okay, what Who was... it? Huh? Who is it? Uh, Give me the answer. Sheriff Brackett. Oh, okay. I don't know. No, I didn't know his name. Okay, PJ. What's her name? She plays Linda. PJ, uh... Fuck. Anyways, Linda, what's her catchphrase? The blonde-headed chick. No idea. Ah, damn. I thought you would like, get this. Totally. Totally. Oh, yeah. All right. How many kills did Michael get? It's a low count. I was going to say, I, I uh, want to say it was like four. Seven. Seven. All right. We got a four part question here. You probably get these ones, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. John Carpenter's friend and editor of Halloween, Tommy Lee Wallace. Tommy Lee Wallace, yep. Was tasked with picking out. The Michael Myers mask. It was between the clown mask. And no, I already know who it is. And it's, the one we got. Who was the face of the mask? It was um, the actor. I'm drawing a blank from Star Trek. The big and, giant head. Yep. From <laughs> Star Trek and from the Priceline commercials. Uh, oh, Christ. What the fuck is his name? What are you talking about? How can you not yeah, get this? I know. God, what the fuck is his name? His name is Bill. Will. Oh, William. Uh... Oh, my God. I know who it is. He's a Price Link commercials. Captain Kirk. Shatner. William Shatner. Son okay. of a biscuit. What TV show was the mass advertising? You already said it. Star Trek. Yes. What horror movie was it actually from? The, the mask? The mold of his face. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no one knows this one. I didn't even know it. It was a... Oh, no. I lost the link. It was a Blood Rain or something. Video game Blood Rain? No, it was a horror movie. Oh, I just know the video game Blood Rain. Oh, side... Side... Whatever. Uh, Uwe Bowl or whatever did Blood Rain as well. It's the Devil's Rain. Oh, the Devil's Rain. So they made a mold of his face from the Devil's Reign and sold it as a Star Trek mask. So that's why it kind of looks all bloated because he's fatter than. Oh, okay. Okay, this one you'll definitely get. Tommy Lee Wallace went on to direct what Stephen King book movie? Uh, it. Yes. I can't believe you got that. Who was Lori's crush? I didn't even write it down. So Mike I Myers, know. I don't know. Okay, so she had a crush on some guy. He died in the second movie, but he was in the first movie. Okay, <laughs> last question. Exactly how long did it take Judah's boyfriend to finish? I have no idea. Like 10 seconds? <laughs> From the first scene? I told you, I haven't seen this movie in like two years. <laughs> God I'm, damn I'm embarrassing myself right now. So, we see Mike Myers... As a little kid, see the boyfriend run up the stairs. Oh, let's get it on, baby. And he 
goes to the front door and the boyfriend's already running down the stairs and going out. <laughs> Damn it. That was that was a pretty piss poor It was bad. Part. I, I could give you a heads up next time. No, don't give me a heads up. I should have known. I just... I, I'm weird when it comes to, like, those movies because I don't watch them unless I can watch, like, all of them. Like, yeah. every fucking movie in this. That's what I did. Like, we had our, our winter camping trip last year and we watched all fucking, what, 11 or whatever it is, Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. So, like, every couple of years I go through and watch all of them. Well, uh, honestly, a lot of these I got from a podcast called Halloween Unmasked. Just came out. You should listen to all of them. They're good. Really, yeah. He's got John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis all interviewed in there. And yeah. uh, fucking Eastbound and Down guy. All right. Danny McBride? Yeah, Danny McBride yeah. and the new director for the new one. They got everyone in it, but. Yeah, that was pretty It's cool. a bunch of stuff I didn't even know. Yeah. Bye. No, I okay. So I got to ask you. You haven't seen the new Halloween yet, have you? No. Okay. I so haven't. we're gonna plan on seeing it probably Tuesday. Tuesday, and then we will do. Stay tuned for our. Um, well, what time do you get off on Tuesdays? I have to look at my schedule. All right, it's all appointment based. I was gonna say it'd be nice to get a live review right after, but yeah. Well, I was gonna say yeah. If we if maybe we can go to the. Matinee. I don't know about that. Probably it'll have to be probably the five or seven o'clock. Yeah. And then come back here and do a short. Do a short one. Yep. Yeah. So, um, anything else before nope. we get into prepping for next week? Nope. I'm sorry hey, for next week. So next week, the where are we at for running time? Is this seems like a shorter one? Uh, we're at two hours and thirty minutes. No, we're not. Well, it's two thirty-five. I I got like a few minutes to cut out just from the little bit of bullshit. That's it. Damn. We do good. Damn. Doesn't work, son. Yeah. Uh, okay, next week the older movie. I am choosing it, and I'm excited because this is part one of part two. So my older movie for next week is Omega Man, with Charlton Heston. What year is that? I think it's like late 70s, early 80s. Have you seen it? Oh, fuck yeah, I've seen it. It's okay. fantastic. Omega Man. Yeah. Never even heard of that. It sounds like a superhero. Yep. When you get ready, just keep in mind, <laughs> it's, it's like a 70s something or another. I'll look it up while you get your uh, movie ripping, I suppose. Well, my movie stars a deceased actor. Anton Yelchin. No. No. Well, have you seen Green Room? Yeah, I have. No, it's not that. It's a. Uh, the Omega Man is 1971 there, bud. 1971. 1971. That and it's is, horror. It's not a superhero. It's It says action sci fi thriller, but it's a horror. I consider it a horror. So Marvel didn't make it. No. I'm just kidding. It's 1971 there, dog. I know. Okay. Uh, my new movie is dun, dun, dun. Joyride. Joyride, huh? Have you seen it? I have. I think they... I was talking about my ideal movie or whatever before. I think they play the cornfields good. They what? The cornfields. 
Yeah. They did good with the cornfields. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of people that make the movies about corn don't do it right with that movie. It's real scary. I haven't seen Joyride. I don't remember Joyride. There's not a whole, there's like one scene in the cornfields, but they do it good. I've seen it. I just don't remember it, but I'm sure as soon as I start watching it, I will. So. All right. What's your. The segment for next week is Boss Tuna's Actor Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. and then my discussion topic. Are you ready for dun, this dun, one? Dun. Oh sh- snap! Let's see. If a zombie apocalypse oh. broke out tomorrow, what would your plan game game plan be? We're gonna need you have to, to answer a, this right now. We're gonna <laughs> need to do a bonus episode just for my answer to this. <laughs> my buddies and I get drunk, and we will like we we've got such intricate plans. Oh yeah, I, there was there was a joke. We went to college and at Bemidji State University, and there was a joke, a running joke that we would all meet at the Foston Airport <laughs> in okay. a zombie apocalypse. So like yeah. the smallest airport in the United Literally, States. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Foston's like the size of freaking oh, Luther. Hopefully, one of you has your pilot's license. No, no, we were just gonna no, fine. Okay. watch a YouTube video and. Learn how fly out of there. Oh yeah, no, this is right up my alley. So. All right. Oh man, one more time. What is it again? Uh, if a zombie apocalypse broke up, broke t- out tomorrow. tomorrow. What well, it's the start of the zombie apocalypse. So not everyone's disease, oh, wow. but just breaking out. Oh, I love What's it. What's your game plan? Love it. I know. Me too. I'll, I'll be ready for a dissertation on this <laughs> in, in two weeks. This is gonna be my college thesis. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. All right, well, that about wraps up episode. God, what would be episode nine? Episode niner. Man, that you about saying wraps niner? up. Are you call him walkie talkie? Car ramrod. Calm, calm down. Car <laughs> ramrod. That, uh, that about wraps up episode nine, unless you have anything else to say. Um, no. Oh, really? I was going to say legalize it, but I already used that one. <laughs> I'm disappointed. It's the first time you haven't come up with something witty. Oh, okay. I got something witty. Um, Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to sleep. Okay. <laughs> I hope it. it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. Mm, that was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> <laughs>